an all-star cast in a movie you've probably never heard of about melting Satan worshiping occultists who are deathly allergic to water. We watched Devil's Reign. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so, so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Buddy, my buddy, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Mr. Mr. Extreme. I'm rallying on. I don't know. Magical, magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I always no. fuck it. Anyway, Mr. Aaron Southworth hey. in the house. Aaron, how are you doing on this lovely, no, not really, it's rainy day. It's a rainy day today. Rainy and muggy, I'm okay. Which is very suitable for today's movie. Yeah, the rain yeah, it is. But a better question is, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I had a really rough week, guys. Uh, as if you follow our Instagram page, Aaron posted a little something about it. But uh, I was dealing with a lot of uh, issues with my uh, health, uh, brain tumor, stuff like that. It's, it's Coming going, but it's not going. It's it's coming back. We will. We'll, I guess we'll uh, find out. We'll find out more. Yeah. I mean, it's back. There's nothing. Qu- it is back, and I'm having horrible migraines and all stuff. But anyway, we're not here for that. We are not here for that. But I do want to say thank you very much for all the um, support and yeah, get well was, wishes on Instagram. That was really awesome, that guys. Was really I awesome. wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, really made me. You know, they kind of boosted uh, my spirits a bit. So thank you so much, everybody. I re- that really meant a lot to me. Uh, especially since none of you guys even know me personally. But uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, here, here's here's to your health. Oh, yeah. There so we let's go. pop that. Oh, let's pop this. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, nothing, oh that's so nothing good. like healthy living, like drinking alcohol. That's one of the, I, I don't know if there's much. That's gonna be one of the best sounds in the world. It is such a satisfying like, sound. Popping that cop on a cold beer. It has so, the great combination of the hiss of it and the pop, pow. Yeah. The oh, pop. it's one of the greatest sounds. Yeah, in the world. it is a great sound. Um, so moving on again. Thank you for that. But let's move on. Um, one thing I need to talk about. Um. Our Patreon page for you guys who are um, would like to support us, you know, donate a few bucks here and there to help support the show. Uh, you can do that over on Patreon. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, and for those of you who are currently supporting us, uh, some news for you guys. Uh, I found out recently that there was a mix-up on our Patreon page where we weren't getting the notifications or the money that our Patreons, our donors were uh, donating to us. In which turn they were not getting their uh, swag. Swag. Yeah, thank you. Their swag that has been fixed up now. So, not that you guys have been charged. So anybody who had donated, it's not like you've been money just going away. You never lost it. You never got charged in the first place. But now everything's fixed. So, first of the month, your cards or whatever you're using that you donate to us with will be charged, and we will get notifications, and then we will send out the swag, Aaron says, that you guys um, rightfully get. So that will be coming very soon in the next few weeks. Uh, like I said, first of the month, we should get all the information we need on that. And for anybody who wants to, who's now donating or, or on Patreon, or would like to, everything's fixed. Uh, so you can go there and donate uh, 
would really help us out. Uh, things are getting a little pricey over here on our end to keep this up. But uh, anyway, it's fixed. All this swag should be coming out. Um, no more mistakes. It's all good. Uh, another announcement, a big announcement. This is a breaking exclusive here. Thank you. I just love doing that crap. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, you did very well. Uh, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Mark it down. No, did I say October? August. August. I have October in the mind. Uh, August 23rd, 24th, and 25th. We will be at CreepyCon in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're Knox- going, taking the show on the road. On the road. On the road. Heading out south. East Dixieland. <laughs> yeah. We're getting down to Dixieland. Close to the Smoky Mountains. We'll be, yeah, really close to the Smokies. Uh, so, any fans in the area uh, down in Tennessee, Knoxville, going to CreepyCon, would you come by and check us out? And we if, will be there. Any of you Tennessee volunteers, come yeah. on by, see us. Um, and if, if, if you guys, you know, want to take a road trip to CreepyCon, wherever you're at, take the trip to CreepyCon. Wherever check you, it out. Check yeah, it out. so we're, we're pretty excited. We just signed up. We're kind of getting everything, all the logistics fixed, yep. fixed up, but uh, we're, we will be there. We are going to be there. This is awesome. Like, we've done horror conventions before, but this is like our first, like, road trip. On the road. On the road. Yeah. Uh, hope you'll be the first of many. we got a few others. I, we, uh, I've put in some... Uh, put our feelers out. Feelers out. Thank you. Put feelers out for it to try to get there. But, yeah, this is really cool. So, CreepyCon, end of August. Uh, come check it out. It's, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so, and that's, I think that's all the news and announcements I have. And this is anything you have to say. I might as well just move right on. Moving along. Nah. All right. So, <laughs> this Devil's Reign is the movie we're doing. Devil's Reign. Devil's Reign. Um, it, it was released in July of 1975. So, we're going back. Going back. Back before I was born. Uh, yes. Before yeah. both of us were born. Yeah. Um, so, this terrible, crazy, wacky movie. Wackadoo. As bad as it is, just may be one of the most important movies in horror movie history. And, and why would that accident. be? And why would that be? We're going to get to it when it comes up. Okay. Don't get, we're definitely going to talk about it, but I'm not going to give it away yet. Okay. Because if they don't know, I'm not going to spoil it. You know, you got you got you got let that marinate. You got you got get got build build up to the the reveal. Got to tease a little gotta bit. Got to tease. You got to yeah. final the balls first, and then you got to. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know, but <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I kind of like where you're going. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's by complete accident too. Not anything yeah. this movie did, or but it's uh, but what became what has come from this movie. What it, came it, out of the movie. What came out of it is one of the most important things and iconic things in all of horror movie history. Um, this movie is also billed as having absolutely the most incredible ending of any motion picture ever. They plastered on its on, on on its cover art, on the box art, and I guess in '75, it's it is. I will say the ending is pretty insane. It's something. It is something. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a that's a tall tall order to live up to. If you if you you better bring most it. Most insane better ending bring of all it. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's written by Gabe uh, Esso, James Ashen, and Gerald Hopman. Directed by Robert Faust. Uh. He. It was he's had a lot of big things on his belt, uh, but this movie kind of ruined him though. Uh, he he uh, he was a direct he directed the Avengers TV show the the, the British, oh yeah the British okay Avengers gotcha back in the gotcha. 60s. Uh-huh. he did that he also did Withering Heights but he's probably most famous for um, the uh, uh, the Vincent Price class Domino uh, Doctor Fives he did oh, yeah. direct that mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Doctor Fives Rises again he did yes. those um, but then it's funny. <laughs> He did all these horror movies, and he's done, then he went on to do ABC After School Specials and CBS Children's Mystery Theater. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. And he also did a basically a porn movie 
later called Aphrodite. He's <laughs> like a softcore so porn movie. So he did horror, after school specials, and, and porn. Yeah, basically porn. Man, that's a triple threat. Yeah. That's a tri- <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah. Um, I don't know what you'd call that. The I Devil's Three Way? Yeah, yeah, not the Devil's Three Way, but no, that's I don't know. Something. We got to come up with something for that. Um, and the uh, But the big thing about this movie, again, um, that we're going to talk about, besides what its contribution was later, is this movie has an insane cast. It's an all star cast. It really is. For a shitty movie that nobody really knows of. And that's like maybe the diehard horror fans will have heard of it and right. know of it, but. I, your average Joe and Treat is never going to hear this you got to be a pretty diehard fan these days to go back to a 1975 obscure film. Yeah. I mean, you you got to be a hardcore fan. Yeah. Uh, so, starting off, one of the main, the, our main characters, Jonathan Corbis, is played by fucking the man, like, like, award-winning actor Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine is in this movie. Uh, younger listeners probably don't know who the fuck Orange Borgnine, Borgnine is, but Poseidon uh, Adventure. That's where I recognize him from. Yeah, the original I mean, Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, uh, I mean, guys, like, award-winning actor. Um, then we have Eddie Albert, who plays Doctor Sam Richards. The guy's got two hundred and five credits. So he's got a long list of shit. Uh, and a lot of famous. He was in Green Acres. He was in the original Longest Yard, Escape to Witch Mountain, Kung Fu, Columbo, Murder She Wrote, Twilight Zone. Uh, but some under. Geeky facts, because I just came from a comic book convention before we recorded this. He was also the voice of Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, in the late 90s Spider-Man, the animated series oh, cartoon. Oh, no shit. Cool. Yep. And before, really interesting, before he became an actor, before he did acting, he was a circus tra- trapeze flyer. He, he was a circus performer on the no trapeze. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very that's interesting. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, this is the guy. That's where I recognize him from. I was like, oh, it's the guy from Green saying, Acres. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say a circus. But oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm a big connoisseur of circus, circus. performers, yeah, Marshall. But, uh, yeah, Green Acres. Uh, <laughs> then we have uh, Ida Lupino, not an American household name, but she was huge over in Great Britain and London. Big, big name over in England. I'm huge in Europe. Uh, she's <laughs> over 100 credits, big name Britain. Um, and then we have we Mark come... Preston, played by the man, the legends, William fucking Shatner is the in Shat. this movie. The Shat is in this movie. No, so we don't need to go in. Everybody knows who he is. Shatner speaks for himself. Uh, and then we have uh, Lilith, played by Lisa Todd. Not to be confused with Lisa Jane Todd from Bloodhook, because I almost did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Tom Preston, played by Tom Skirt himself. Tom, Tom? Skirt. Tom Skirt. Are you kidding me? So we have William Shatner, Ernest Borgnard, Tom Skirt. Tom what the Skirt. Fuck? Tom uh, Skirt. 168 mm. credits. Most famously known, at least for us, for Aaron and I in our generation, Viper and Top Gun and Dallas and Alien. Yep. Two classic 80 movies. So, so we need one little cherry on top, though, to finish off this this Sunday, if you will. Yep. This banana split yep. of stars. And just like the cherry on top is the smallest part of the, the, the Sunday. Oh, the, but it's also tasty. But it's also tasty. Uh, just like his part in this movie, his role, we also have fucking John Travolta. Saturday Night Fever Saturday himself. Saturday Night Fever, fucking Scientology crazy loon, <laughs> Mr. Getting Man Meat Massages, John Travolta. <laughs> power B to Zenu. God, Power B to Zenu. <laughs> fucking John Travolta. John. This is his first movie ever. His film debut. His ma- motion picture debut. So just like George Clooney, both of them getting started in... Yeah! He, he, he joins George Clooney and Johnny Depp uh, as Kevin getting, Bacon. And Kevin Bacon as getting... And, and, as Jennifer like, Aniston. Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. Yeah. yeah. As giant stars who made their debuts in Babies horror movies. Babies in horror movies. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So guys, uh, gals, just people, an insane cast for this movie. People who are cutting their teeth in uh, the world of acting, don't be afraid of horror. Don't be afraid. <laughs> it can open the doors to a lot of shit. It sure can. Pretty incredible. I mean, he went. I think after this, he wanted to do Grease, like almost right, like pretty soon after this movie. Was it Grease? I think so. I thought Grease was in the '80s. Anyway, I thought Grease was like '78 or something. No, I don't sure. know. I. <laughs> Dude, I watched Grease once when yeah, I was sick in like '88 on <laughs> yeah. TNT. So, <laughs> so, all right, let's. It's just an insane cast. I, I couldn't get. I still can't get over the it's cast. It's pretty bonkers. It's bonkers. And for the, but the movie's so bad. <laughs> it's a great cast, but it's such a bad. You movie. almost did that Shatner S. The movie's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had that stop start style, which he does. Shatner in this movie is basically playing Kirk. And yeah. just, he just, just, he just that Shatner style. Just Shatner, yeah. Just that stop, 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 start, stop, start style. So the movie, we open with these credits playing over some really old, like, old paintings. Uh, these paintings look like stuff you see coming out like the Renaissance time or yes. so. Uh, they're also fucking strange as hell. They remind me very much of like Salvador Dali's work at some point. Very, uh, I tried. Surreal. I've seen this before. I've seen like people study this work. It's it's like a depiction of hell. They, they, well, yeah, it's uh, all the paintings we see. They depict scenes of devils and Judgment Day along with people being tortured and killed by devils and demons. Um, Some guy shitting money. Thank you. I think yeah. you. I swear, the last it's hard. Watched, they focus I, in on these I know, guys. But like, asshole. In the, in the, in the, we are made so blink because my very next note, I do something. The weirdest images of Saw, it was also might be my favorite, is the naked bent over guy shitting gold coins out of his ass into a pit. Yep. When there's a guy in a pit looking up at the gold coins come, shooting out, coming out of the guy's ass. It's an insane image, but they do. They, they really kind of zoom in on that I one. I really like that shot. Um, but all these paintings are and artwork are, we see are done by a guy named Heronian. Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch. Now, Hieronymus Bosch is probably not a household name when it comes to art and painting. Um, he was born in 1450 in the Netherlands, died in 1516. Uh, this is your educational moment, guys, by the way. Been a while. <laughs> uh, very little known about his life, but he became well known for his fantastic illustrations of religious concepts and narratives, a.k.a. as seen here in these opening credits. His pessimistic and fantastical style cast a wide influence of Northern art during the 16th century. Today, he is seen as a hugely individualistic painter with deep insight into humanity's desires and deepest fears. Attribution of his work has been especially difficult today. Only about 25 paintings are confidently given to his hand along eight drawings and approximately another half dozen paintings are confidently attributed to his workshop. So not much of his stuff is really left around. But this guy was, uh, for a while, a big deal in the art world, especially in well, Northern Europe. Yeah, 1400s. I mean, it's going to be hard for that stuff to survive. And depictions of like what people admire most, like shitting coins on shitting your coins ass. On your I ass. sure wish I could do that. Dude, that One is- of my deepest desires is the shit money. I, that's, I, it really is. That's like the best image of all. Like, There's some crazy <laughs> things. People getting tortured and killed. And, but the guy just bent over a pit, shitting out gold Boom, coins. Like, that's basically one of the best images I've seen ever. Like, it's just it's hilarious. Let's end on a I high love. note. Podcast yeah. over. Podcast over. <laughs> Who needs any more? Good night. <laughs> Fuck the rest of the movie. Just watch it for the credits. See that image and turn it off. Your life will be complete. Uh, so also during this incredibly long Credit sequence. They, it is long. They really love to ha- they hammer home the fact that this is another reason why this movie is insane. Is that Anton LaVey oh, was God. the technical advisor for this film. Um, a fact that at the time the pro- filmmakers were very proud of. At they the time. were. They were very. Now, proud of this. for those of you who don't know the name Anton LaVey or know who he is, he was the founder and high priest of the Church of Satan, the modern day Church of Satan. Yes. Uh, which. Um, 
Which they also make mention of in the credits too. Like, like he's technical advisor, Church of Satan, blah blah blah. So like they they were going crazy they the were, they got this guy. Giddy's schoolgirls. They the, got a real deal Satanist. Yep. Um so once the credits are finally over and they go on for a while, we go to the Preston house where we meet a worried Mrs. Preston who's looking out a window into the night thundering thunderstorm at night. Yeah, massive thunderstorm. Massive thunder. Uh, we also meet this elderly man named John, who I can't tell if he's Indian, Asian, or a weird mixture of complete. I, he's a aborigine. Aborigine, yeah. Who <laughs> fucking knows? But he's 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 walking up to. Her, he's like, hey, you want some tea? Oh, I, I you yeah. Know. I, I don't know if this guy's he, role. Is he a family friend? Is he the butler? I, I is think he, he's kind of like a caregiver of the land. Yeah, because I mean, you find it's out a really weird like relation. I don't understand what his role yeah, in his family he, is but, at all. The thing is, at this opening scene, he seems pretty sharp and with it. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, he brings uh, brings Mrs. Preston some tea. Uh, in comes her son, Mark, played by the Shat, the Shat himself, Chandler. He's been out <laughs> the looking. Shat himself. <laughs> uh, who's been out apparently looking for the father who has gone missing. Um, they end up getting to arguing about nightmares the mother's having night after night after night, and that she's like, oh, they're visions and night, whatever. Um, Chandler doesn't seem convinced. He's yeah. just like, this is annoying. So they start hearing a dog bark. They go outside. This takes them outside. And Steve... <laughs> The who I think is the father slash husband comes around the corner of the house. Yeah, it, this is so it was very unclear exactly who this guy was. Yeah, all I know is his name is Steve. Yeah, this this the beginning of the movie. They drop you right in the middle. Yeah. of a huge plot point. Yes. So right off the bat, you're kind of confused, and you're like, what? What's what's going on? Yeah, I have, I have more of that. I come on on that myself. In, in, but in that's a little bit that's myself. right off the bat. Yeah. You're starting. Kind of confused, and you're feeling like you're being dropped in the middle of a major plot point. Yeah, um, and, and around comes Steve, Steve and who, he's he's either the father or the slash hu- husband, husband, or just somebody. Or, yeah, I, that's the one thing I can assume of is he's yeah. the father husband, uh, and he's all sorts of fucked up looking. Yeah, he has no eyes whatsoever, just black empty sockets where his eye eyes holes. should be. Yeah, and and his face looks like it's starting to melt like off, stretched. Uh, Steve says something about a man named Corbis. Who's out in the desert and something about a book. Uh, the family knows the name Corbus and who he is. <gasps> Steve tells him, give Corbus what he wants. And then he falls to the ground where he continues to melt he like a wax candle. proceeds to melt. Just melt. Yeah. And everyone seems... Kind of okay with this. Pretty much like, huh. And they're like, that's not Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so the mother then says something in Latin about Satan or something like that. And then it's like, that wasn't your father. And... So I'm like, are they Satanists in two? Because at, at this point, you did, it's still never, never really made 100 percent clear what they are. But it's like, no, she says Again. something of inland, like hail Satan or about Satan. Yes, and then it's like, what? but praise but Satan. Like, yeah. Then she's like, don't give Corvus the book, and like, but if you're Satanist and Corvus is Satan, like you guys are like the same team. Like, shouldn't you be bosom buddies? Yeah. It's like I have no idea what the relationship. It's. It, it makes zero sense. You have, and you never, you never get an answer. Really, you never really do. Um, so because if that's like I said, it really makes if that's the case, it makes this movie even more nonsense. It doesn't. It's more confusing. All this. Anyway, Steve melts down to a puddle of goo, basically, and the other three people go back inside the house. Yeah, tea's on. Yeah, the mother pulls. <laughs> We just saw your father melt. melt but like, eh, whatever. Let's go back. It's, 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 it's coming down pretty hard oh, yeah. out here. It, it was, I guess it's just his time, I guess. Yeah. It's time to melt. They seem really calm about this. Really calm about it. Uh, the mother pulls out this large black book from like a hiding spot underneath a floorboard. In the old hidey hole. And tells Shatner to take it to Corbis. 
Shatner refuses. Instead, he pulls out a gun from a desk and says, I'm going to do it my way. I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, so he places the book back in the hiding hole. The mother gives him a giant, gaudy, cheap-looking amulet that looks like this giant piece of crappy plastic. Dude, I don't even think rappers would wear this. No. Like, it's, it's so, so ch- big and gaudy. It's gigantic. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some rappers wear some giant chains. Yeah. But this is ridiculous. But at least theirs is, like, real gold or metal. Like, this thing looked like plastic and, like... It's really, like... It's supposed to be gold, like but... dirty it, gold. Yeah, it, yeah. Does, it looks I mean, it, it real be, bad. I, yeah. Uh, it, it looks like something, like... You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Um, like when Halloween time comes around, you go to the Halloween stores. I bought one of these things myself, by the way. But because years ago in college, I want my one of my Halloween costumes was I was going as the the dead priest from the Exorcist who gets thrown out the window. Oh yeah, because I had my I like shards of glassing on my face, my face was all bloody. I needed a priest outfit, so I had so I needed to go get one, a crucifix. And I went to the Halloween store, and it's like this giant naughty the like, oversized oversized yeah. plastic and that's what it looked like it reminded me like that it should be right next it, to those oversized plastic crucifix you find at a halloween store it was the fancy version the fancy but it, it was, wasn't a crucifix it was like this weird amulet thing yeah but it looked like that's the type of quality it looked like yeah yeah um so um basically the mom gives him the amulet and says as long as you wear this corbis can't hurt you so, and this is what you were talking about at this point we're 10 minutes into yeah. the movie and, and i have is. zero fucking clue as what the hell is going on there's zero exposition or background information as who these people are, who Corbus is, why Corbus is after them and this book, and what the hell the amulet is and where it's from. And like we also and I also put my can we talk about how pretty fucking calm they were and relatively yeah. unfazed about them watching Steve melt like a wax candle in front of them? But they are, and that's it, it's so you're like, what the fuck is going on? You have no idea. That's how we start. That is the start of this just jam of a movie. And we're already mixed up. Yeah. Really mixed up. Really mixed up. So a truck pulls up outside. Chandler suddenly has a smile on his face and says he's here. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, he's here. And he goes outside yeah. to the truck. I'm like, who's here? Exactly. Who the fuck's he? Who's he? We don't know. Uh, when he opens the, he goes to the truck, opens the driver's side door, finds the truck empty, but like this small, like voodoo wax figure yeah. on the steering wheel. I'm like, Okay, what, what, huh? And then that's when we hear the sounds of the mother screaming coming from inside the house. He looks back at the house, and now the house is gone like ape shit. Yeah, like, like lights are lights, turning on and off. There's sounds like dishes breaking, th- furniture smashing, lights are going on and off in the windows. All the windows are flashing, and, and it's just like a shit show going on now. Um, but instead of running and charging back into the house right. to help his mom, he's t- he kind of takes a sweet-ass time. He's like... All right, guys. I, I, I gotta go help my mom. Damn it, mom! Because <laughs> he does like, oh shit, I gotta go help. He's like, all right. He seems really, but still, he doesn't take a long that long a time because he runs in there, and when he gets in, the place is completely no, destroyed. Yeah, like, turned upside down, and there's right, no it, it, evidence it, it, of anybody the there. Of time from when he starts, or oh, the shit goes starts, the shit hits the wall, and by the time he runs in there. 30 it, seconds. It, it's maybe 30 seconds, yeah. And But the level of destruction in this house looks like it's been going on for like a half an hour. Off the charts. It's off the charts. Um, Even so much, they strung up old John. Yes, thank you. He opens the front door and finds John <laughs> hanging upside down. Not just 
hanging, but upside down. Upside down, hung by up by his, his ankles, ankles from and ropes. And this is where John turns into a fucking invalid. Yes! Because before sweet. he was like, with it, sharp, saw Steve melt. Yeah. was like, okay, you guys do your thing. And all of a sudden he's hanging up a song going, and he, me, 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 he's, yeah, he's screaming like a little girl. Yeah. Or, or like, Benz, B, well, no, uh, Bonson? B, Beaker. Beaker. Beaker from Beaker Muppets. From the Muppets. Muppets. Yeah, he's like, wee, 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 wee. yeah, that's exactly what yeah. he sounds like. And so Shatner cuts him down and and he holds him in his arms. Like he's cradling just old man John's looks, arms. Looks and, off into the distance. And he's calling out for his mom. And John just like, like your mother's gone. But he doesn't say, he's like, your mother's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the weirdest thing. Like, yeah, I. He goes from toy to like a little sniveling girl. It's so drastic. But this is where Shatner's holding. I him? know, and I mean Shatner is like, I swear this one, I want to be like, Cor-! but he does <laughs> kind of. He goes, Corpus. <laughs> He's like, yeah. he's warming up the cotton because this is before the Star War- Star Trek movies, so he's kind of getting warmed up for towards Khan. Oh, he was still, he's no, Corpus. He, was this before the movies? This was before the movies. I, it wasn't before the show, is, for sure. No, this was before, before the, the movies. movies. The movies were in 1979. Okay. The first one so was this, in 1979. Another maybe iconic moment in movie history. Not just horror movie, but led up to the famous Khan because maybe, <laughs> maybe that's when he did Khan. He reflected back on this and like, oh, yeah. I can draw on that. Because yeah. instead of Con- Yeah, he, he does. He goes, Corbin! <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I will say, it is it's awesome. The only reason it's awesome is because it's William Shatner. Yeah, that's the only reason. If anybody else is like, who the fuck cares? But seeing Shatner, yeah. Shatner lose it like that and do the, the, the con only for Corbin is amazing. Um, he looks around the house, which has been totally smashed up and torn up. He goes back, takes the book and the amulet out from the hidey hole, and then he leaves. And he's like, fuck helping John. Nope, he just leaves. Yeah. Leaves bloody, messed up John all alone, and he just goes off to do Takes whatever. Off, he's yeah. just out. So we cut to Shatter now out in the middle of the fucking desert. He gets out of his car, puts on the amulet, gets back in his car, and drives off. And I'm like, what a waste of time to film that. <laughs> like, really? Uh, you couldn't just have him put, like, put that on in the, in the car? Like, he goes to the car, puts the amulet on, then gets in and drives off. Why would he... Why at why actually waste film to show him driving, pull over, get out of the car, put the ambulance on, get back in the car, and drive away again? Sure. It's the biggest waste of a scene. I think notice when he, when he left, it's daytime. No, he left at night. It's dry. Yeah. Everything's completely Nowadays, dry. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was just the no, continuity. There's a lot of those. There's issues. a lot, a lot of, of continuity that. issues. Yeah, but yeah, like, he left in the middle of a thunderstorm, yeah. and now it's like everything's bright, sunny, and yeah. perfect. Happy. Yeah. Um, also, the cowboy hat Shatner wearing looks like two sizes small for his head in this movie. I don't. I just, just a side note. Snug fit. It's very snug fit. Yeah. Um, so next comes lots of boring driving through the desert shots. Lots of driving through the desert. Uh, and did you notice that he has a big P on the side of his car? I was going to come to that. Yes, I did. P for Preston. I'm guessing, but uh, yeah, I had to. Because when you notice me, he gets he comes to this uh ghost town, like old, yeah. straight out of the old west ghost town. Ghost town. And um. When he gets out of the car, on the on the side of his door, he has this black P. And, I, again, I guess it's for president, but it's not a coat of arms. It's not like a logo. It, just, it looks like a company logo. Yes, it looks it, like a funky kind of, like, Three's Company-esque really, kind I think of what P. Thought, what, what, first thing that popped my mind was the Pinterest P, only it's black instead of red. I thought Pinterest was the first thing I thought not of. Not bad. Because... I yeah I, for other reasons I don't like being on Pinterest but I have to be for right now. Um, anyway, um, 
but yeah, I was like, that's really weird. And another thing, like, okay, is it do do they own a company? Is this a company car? Why, who drives around with a pee on their car? Like Preston, is, or is this supposed like to be some, petroleum? Like, well, it yeah. almost looks like a like an oil company standard well, issue car. Like, or why something. would they have a logo on their car? Like it's never made. Like are these supposed to be? Are these guys big wigs in this area? Are they oil? There's, People, well, there's tycoons? not a lot around there. Are they ran- I mean, we'd see some ranchers. We'd see some cows. Are they big ranchers? They is- were in, yeah, maybe. But, maybe but it's so- just like you know who it is when they're coming up. It's I like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's the Prestons. Like, it's just. Like, who knows? It's just so weird. Yeah, it was strange. Um, So here, he gets out of the car and Corvus is just there. So, yeah. Which is a shot to him. Like, oh, there's Orange Burger. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's Corvus? That's Corvus? He's just there waiting for him? Like, yeah, he just like, comes there's no, there's no big reveal, no climax. Like, oh, here comes the big bad guy of the movie. The dude's just, like, hanging out. Like, and he seems pretty nice. And it's not like Shannon's like, oh, God, Corvus, I'm going to get you. He's like, hey, what's up? Long time no see. How need, you doing? Need some water? Need here some you water. go, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm okay. Like, it's the weird, <laughs> it's such an odd, weird scene. Like, nothing you would think. You would think that you'd be, hey, that you just killed my mother and father. Blah, blah, blah. Where right. you kicked my mom. You strung up John or whatever. It's like you're like, hey, how you doing? It's the most yeah. cordial, like calm. how you calm, how you doing, buddy, buddy. It's, it's so weird. It's, little, it's it's awkward. It is awkward. It's a really awkward scene. And it's like, why is Corbett just hanging out in a ghost town again? Never explain. Nope. Where did he come from? He's just there. How and like, how did Shatter know he was gonna be there? Like, anyway. it, it's so uh, nothing makes sense. Um. So Corvus wants to know about the book and where the book is. And um, and then, so basically what happens, they have a conversation, is that they agree to have a challenge of faith. A test of faith. Tests of faith. Shatner's faith, faith versus Corvus's faith. Shatner says that he will face whatever Corvus has behind the doors of Corvus's boarded up old church, which they end up going and to. And if Shatner wins, mom comes home. Yes. If Corvus wins, he gets the book and you. Yes. And he's like, I'll come out the same man as I was when I went in. So he's like, Corvus, all right, come on in. And, uh. Man, Corvus is smiley. He is a happy looking motherfucker. He is. Or just Borg Yeah, He sure yeah. does look happy. No, he does. I'm sorry. I was, I was reading my notes. You I got had a stunned look on your face. Yeah, I, I had a typo. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, come on in. Let's see what you put your faith in and blah, blah, blah. So she, yeah. and, he, and he goes, I put my faith in this. Yeah. And I thought he'd pull out a cross or the amulet. Nope. It's a fucking gun. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I put my faith in this. And the NRA folks are going, yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, so, yeah. And like Aaron said, just a minute ago, if you didn't catch it, uh, basically the, it was that if Shatner wins, he gets his mother and yeah. father back, which is weird because then we just see his father melt. melt. Which is another reason. Like, who, then who the fuck is Steve? And Stevie, and the mom even says that wasn't your father. So then, who the like? What is happening? Who is who in this movie? We don't fucking know. Anyway, she's like, I'll get my mom and father back if I win. If not, Corvus like, I get you and the book and blah blah blah. So they enter the old board up church. Uh, Corvus tells them to take a seat. That the service will begin shortly. And then dozens of black robed, hooded people start filling like are filling the pews, chanting and. Satanic yeah. Latin. And, and we are in a church of Satan. We are in a church of Satan. We're in the church of Satan. We see the stained glass windows with a goat's head present. Pentagram and the goat's head. The pentagram. The, the altar has a reverse cross, an upside down, upside cross, down cross, inverted cross. Inverted, yeah. And, you know, Corbus steps off screen, comes back in full red robe, red robe glory. Yep. 
Uh, everybody else is wearing black, and he wears red robes. Now, like I said, they're chanting like, this satanic Latin language. And the funny thing, this chanting language was actually, that they're doing it, is actually a made-up language by Anton LaVey. <laughs> it's like his Satanist, but is actually used in the Church of Satan. And uh, it's kind of interesting, because uh, I watched this movie on Blu-ray. We watched yeah, yeah. it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I was watching some of the bonus features. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And there were some really, really cool facts about it. And I loved the bonus features. I didn't get time to watch it with the, the, the commentary on, which I really wanted to do. But uh, the other bonus features were cool. But they were saying, like, yeah, like just and during these scenes, Anton LaVey would be like off stage or like during in between two, they'd be like, had like cue cards with this chanting <laughs> on it. And he'd be like, Lee, be like, okay, this is how you say this one, this is how you say this. And he's like, oh, and he like leading to the satanic chant. He's oh, like, God. here's how it goes. And like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, we it, need to be accurate with our satanic uh, it, rituals here. You better believe if you're gonna get the head of the church of Satan to be your technical advisor, you better goddamn right be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like Aaron said Corbett shows up in the red robes. Uh, the ch- church church service starts, and he, you know, like again, like most priests, especially the Catholic or, or, or Lutheran or Christian, they make like you know the uh, the, the the cross with their fingers yes, and yes. up in the air. Well, they do a version. Borgnine does, Corvus does that only instead of like he he does he rocks like the yes the, the he does like you know, the, the, the devil horn like the, the devil pink, horns the yeah. pinky and index finger out of the devil rock horn. on and he has it out and instead of doing a cross he does a pentagram in the air with his <laughs> with his rock with heavy metal his rocker rock out devil horns going it's pretty awesome it is pretty awesome uh, Shatner begins to recite the Lord's prayer while Corvus leads his congregation in basically the Satanist version of the Lord's prayer so yes it's like yeah they're dueling Lord's prayers. Uh, Shatter then decides he's had enough, stands up, interrupting the service, and starts shouting out things like, In the name of God, I, Mark Preston, deliver me from evil. I'm like, what, okay. What, okay why? Again, so is the name, again, Mark, this pre- Preston, is this supposed to carry weight in this I, universe? I, I, I don't think so. But like, I think, I'm Mark I just, Preston! I just think he was just stating his name, just saying that he believes in this faith. But it's like... This is the this this basically boils down to the battle is who can pray louder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's your test of faith is who's louder. Well, Ernest has got a whole fucking crew Con- with the them. Congregation. Cor- Corpus has got a crew. How is he going to even compare to this? And he's just going, I believe in God. You know, deliver me from evil. Blah blah blah. I'm William Shatner. <laughs> Corpus so. starts. Yeah, it, it's like the old battle of the banjos, like music piece. They start like the battling of the prayers because Corpus counters Shatner's remarks. Then gestures over to one of his hooded figures. Shatner turns to look and sees his mother stand up, now wearing the black robes. Her eyes are also now gone, just, just black and black empty eye holes. Um, the mother pretty much says, "Hey, it's all good now. Everything's good. I found peace, happiness here. Um, everything's great. You know. Oh, by the way, they left a spot for you here. Why don't you come join us over here? We'll hang out for a while. Yeah. Um, she's like, "Hey, come join us, uh, Shatner," and she offers them her hand. Uh, Shatner refuses, begins to back away towards the door. And he seems to be breaking. Now all the other hooded figures stand up and start reaching out at, for Shatner, trying to grab him. Corbus says something like, see whose faith is greater now, something along those lines. Shatner then pulls out his gun. Man, this is where his real just, faith like, lies. It just shoots a guy. Just like, <laughs> yeah, they just, just pulls out a gun and shoots a guy. Just pull, some poor schmuck so just, just standing there. Shot. Um, he shoots one of the hooded guys. And now, I first I thought this gun fired paintballs because the bullets, and when it, as soon as it hits a guy, instead of bleeding blood, instead of like reddish blood, we get like orangish and greenish paint popping out from his bullet wound. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. I kind of had like a purpley pinky look, look I yeah, guess. Yeah, mine was like orangish just, and 
it's green. just goo coming. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's the weird. It's what multicolored goo coming out of like, him. Like I, it's like what the fuck? Like okay, now these people aren't even human. Like I get Vulcan. Like shit, fucking Spock bleeds blue. And, and speaking of bleeding blue, fucking a St. Louis St. Stanley Cup <laughs> champions. Fuck yeah, bleeding blue all over the place. Go Blues. Play Gloria. All right, enough of that. Let's go back. Um, so yeah, weird ass blood coming out of these people. I it's blew me away too. Yeah. So and, the, <laughs> and it's but he falls down dead. He falls over dead. He's done. He's dead. Corbis just looks at Shatner and says like. Is that your faith? Uh, Shatner drops his gun for some retarded reason. Yeah. I don't know why. He only he fired like two shots. So he said, it's at least like four more if it's a revolver. It, more of us not. I, don't, I think it was a revolver. I don't remember. But he's like, fuck it. Just drops the gun. And, uh, yeah, and, and it seems like and the least, crowd is like swarming around him. But instead, like, it looks like they have him fucking dead to rights. Yeah. And they're like all swarming around him. And he just kind of goes, eh. <laughs> and like slap, slap, slap slaps fight. away at their hands and they're like ew ow ew, ow yeah. and they all scoot away he, they, hit, and he they, they had him fucking cornered he and he just slaps his way out of there like, drops the gun and slaps his way out <laughs> and again so ha- ass backwards way of getting out that's exactly how he did it um, so Corbus and his congregation kind of follow him out of the church outside there's more hooded figures now just waiting around in their heavy black robes in the hot desert sun it's like hey hey what's up man I mean so this is like out in like New Mexico Arizona like I think it's New Mexico I think it's filmed in or Mexico, Mexico. That's it right. it's supposed to be New Mexico yeah. it's filmed, filmed in, in Mexico. Mexico I mean it, you can tell it's gotta be ass fucking hot there you got these guys just chilling in black heavy robes in the middle of noonday sun commitment baby yeah um, so Shannon tells Corbin that he's still free and holds up the amulet he's like ah, I'm still free you didn't get me Corvus uses his magic and turns the amulet into a snake. Shatner throws the snake on the ground, and as soon as it hits the ground, it turns back into an amulet. Shatner then falls to his knees. Sure. Which, okay, but why? But he does. Falls to his knees crawls, and tries to crawl over to the amulet. Like army crawls over, and as he's trying to get it, one of the goons like steps on his hand. Yeah. Why doesn't he just slap his leg away? Considering before, yeah. he slapped his way out of an entire crowded church. But why crawl in the first place? You yes. Just walk over to it. Like just you didn't throw. Like, you can it's just, right there. It's, it's right there. It's like he threw like a fucking football like forty yards downfield. He just, he took it off his leg and basically dropped it. On, it's like it's maybe like three, five, four feet, five away. feet away. Yeah, five feet at most. Right. And like, but he drops his knees and crawls. Like, dude, just take two steps to your right and pick it up. What are you doing, Shatner? Yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> he really you're is. Fucking William Shatner. <laughs> Come on. So Shannon then gets up, rushes back to his car while starting to get, again, he's starting to get surrounded by the, the hooded people. Um, he gets to his car. The hooded guy. There's a hooded guy sitting shotgun. Yeah. Or sitting in the car. In the car. He's sitting he's, in the driver's seat. But he's not looking threatening at all. No, he's he just, just sitting there. He, Shatner opens the door and he's like, hello. hello. He's just sitting there. And Shatner just goes, ugh. And closes the door. He doesn't, he doesn't grab him and throw him out. out. Nope. He doesn't try to fight his way in. He's just like, ah, occupied. Yeah. Oh. It's like. <laughs> it's, it's so like, weird. The dude, yeah. The dude in the car just sitting. He's probably like, he's probably just trying to get out of the hot fucking sun. Yeah. He's like, I just want some shade. He's just sitting there all calm. Hey, man, I got the air running. Come on in. But <laughs> like, fuck. It's like, yeah, I guess he's trying to hail a cab. Like, you find an open door. He's, oh, someone's already in the cab. He's yeah. Like, move on. It's just, it's like, so he says, fuck. He leaves his car. And and uh, so uh, Shatner just drops back to the ground and he just falls to the ground again as the hooded dudes surround him. Corbus stands over him and says, soon the family named Preston will be no more. 
And now we cut to some medical school yeah. somewhere. And it's a hard cut. Hard cut. Uh, where we meet Dr. Sam Richards giving like a lecture slash presentation to a, a, an audience of other doctors or something. Uh, his patient students or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, his patient slash volunteer is Julie Preston. Uh, so on the stage with him is Julie's husband, Tom Skirt, who is also a character's named Tom. Uh, Tom Preston. Tom Preston, so, who is also a doctor. Yeah. So we have the Prestons. Yeah. Yeah. So these are. So I but guess he's married to her. I yeah. Guess. So technically, Julie isn't a Preston by well, blood. Well, well, but not by blood. Well, I'm, but I'm saying the whole point of this movie is like uh, the Preston family. Like you'll get to the Preston family line, Preston family line, the blood of the Preston. Well, she's she gets, not a Preston. She, she's getting thrown in the group. Then. But 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 the any it makes no sense then well, because it doesn't. It, it, she's not a Preston. According to Marge Simpson, when I took your father's name, I took everything, including <laughs> DNA. <laughs> like it does. Yeah, it just it doesn't make the any makes zero sense when something. She's not a Preston. Um, so they're talking about how they're they, they're near a breakthrough in discovering the brain waves that control ESP. Uh, during this scene, another doctor comes in and gives Skirt, Tom Skirt a note, which seems to trouble him after reading it. Julie starts talking about how she feels during her monologue. Yeah, which, she's she's like in such deep meditative state, yeah. essentially, that she can somewhat sense what's happening in the future or past. She has like... I didn't get psych- into this. I was like, what the fuck happened? She has loose psychic powers that she has, but she can, she can focus herself to such a degree that she can see... Flashes of things that may be or will be the past. Is that what it's, you know? I, during this point, I was like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. It kind of reminded me of, if you remember in Lord of the Rings when they go to the, you know, they the Balrog just killed Gandalf yeah. and they, they go, go to the those, elves. go the elves. The elves. Yeah. And then, you know, the ones, you know, saying, I you know, look into this pool and it was, you know, some things. Gladriel. That, yes, Gladriel saying, look into the pool. Some things that have been, some things that will be, and some things that have not yet passed. Yeah. It's the same type of mumbo jumbo, oogly boogly stuff. I, I, nothing else, I have nothing better compared because I was like, I, what the fuck is she talking about? But anyway, during her monologue, we get several splicing shots of uh, the Satan occultist, uh, the Satanist. Yeah. Uh, she rambles on for a long time. And then for no reason, just screams. And everyone's just like, all right. She's like, and she's all people's like, yeah, this is happening, blah, 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 everything's great. And then, then she's like, ah! Like, what? What? Where'd that come from? And then Skirt says, something's happened to his family, and that's it. We cut, then we cut to Skirt now talking to some local sheriff out in the desert. Uh, uh Sheriff Badass. <laughs> Dude, you see that fucking muscle car he has as a, I don't know shit about cars. But that was not a standard issue police car. It was not a standard because issue. Because that was like a fucking 70s charger. <laughs> it was a badass car. Uh, Dr. Smokey, the bandit. <laughs> Dr. Smokey man. Yeah. Um, so basically, Skirt's trying to get the sheriff to help, And the sheriff's like, nope. I mean, I, no, I'm too yeah, busy. Well, he's, he's like, hey, man, someone That's- obviously... Because they're at the Preston home. Is that what they are? Yeah, they're okay. at their Preston home. And he's saying, look inside. Look how fucking fucked up everything is and he's he's like you think the storm did that and the sheriff's like yeah yeah, yeah. the storm did sure. it so inside the house sure it did but he does say like oh people are you know the, the floods and the rain like black out bridge like i gotta yeah, so i gotta help them first the police are occupied with dealing with that big storm they yeah. had and they can't spare any men to help look for uh william shatner and his mom yeah so a sheriff drives off he leaves and as soon as he leaves old man john pops up again Looking right as rain. Uh, 
But he's like an invalid now. He's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Oh. It's like he went from being sharp to being like just like debilitated Alzheimer's patient out of nowhere. Yeah. I, but like, he, I mean, he got roughed up, but all of a sudden he just, God, what happened? I don't know. I, again, nothing is ever explained. Uh, Skirt tells him that Dr. Richards will be coming and to tell Richards everything, what, tell Richards everything that's happened here so far. And that- Richards. Tell him. <laughs> oh, that's this guy's like Jimmy Stewart. He, but <laughs> but he, he's just he he goes from being functional to just like trying to remember simple instructions and struggling. Like he can't he probably can't even tie a shoe anymore. Or right. Uh, but anyway, then he and Ju- then Tom and Julie they, they leave the that old drive. fuck. They, everybody's just leaving John alone yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's probably not capable of being alone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to uh, Shatner tied up being tortured by Corbus, who wants to know where the book is. Shatner now has like this pentagram burned into or onto his yeah, chest. This is where we get a topless chat. Mm-hmm. Shatner's pretty much topless from here on out. <laughs> and that's okay with me. <laughs> Hot dog. Um, not getting the answers he wants from Shatner, Corbus changes gears and, and tries a different approach. He's like, he starts trying to like smooth talk and like, and like, yeah, he's like, uh, so- instead of like torture, he's like, hey, guess what? You know, tell me what you want, because you know what? The, the torments of hells, they're not that bad. You, yeah, you, you, just, you don't have to worry about them, because, you know, you're you're my boy. Yeah. yeah you, you know, you might go to hell, but you're going to be with me. I yeah. got you. You're going to be the VIP section. You don't have to worry Dude. about, you don't have to be worried about. I got backstage passes yeah, and you, you know, You're not going to be getting, hey, Red Hot Spike shoved your ass. You yeah. Know, you're not getting that. No, you're going to be cool. You got backstage you're, passes you're, and you're Lucifer's be, after party. Yeah, you're, gonna be behind the, you're behind the velvet rope. You're going to be on the good side. Yeah. You know, that's basically what he's doing. Bottle service all night. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, even sweeten the pot even more, he brings out Lilith, who is called the Queen of Delights. The Queen <laughs> of Delights. Delights. I was like, I laughed. I was like, what? I know. Like, that's like the light. Queen of Delights. Lilith, the <laughs> Queen of Delights. I was like, Queen of Lust, the Queen of, of, of Desire, or something like that. Queen of Delights. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, that's like the worst thing I've ever I know. It's like, <laughs> so bad. Eh. It's so PG. Yeah. You know, it's so PG. It sounds like the Queen of Delights might be some lady who's really good at making ice cream sundaes. That's exactly what I mean. I, I delights like cupcakes and rainbows. and I'm like, ra- ooh, I ooh. sure like gumdrops. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was like, and, like I get Lilith was a book. She was like the first, like, uh, like female devil or something. Like, there, the Lilith name is yeah, like historically yeah. biblical. Um, so I get that, but Queen Delights is just the worst thing I've heard. Like, anyway, so this Lilith walks up, and she walks up to Shannon and just starts making out with him. She looks like a rough stripper, like yeah. a, a rough 70s style stripper. Um, so She looks like she's been smoking a pack a day for at least 20 years. And so she starts, she bends over because Shannon's kind of like laid down. She has yeah. to bend down. So she starts making out. But when she stands back up and pulls away from Shannon, she's now changed from Lilith to the eyeless, to his eyeless, eyeless mother. mother. So he's, what? And Shatner cannot handle that. I, would, I don't blame him for that one. That's when they turn him upside down. He goes, <laughs> So Corbus keeps calling. During this whole thing, this gets really confusing too. Because it's been well established that he's Mark Pre- He was a, Preston. I'm Mark Preston. Preston, Preston, Preston. 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 But, there's even a P on the side of his goddamn car. Exactly. But for this entire scene, almost entire movie, Corbus is calling Shatner Martin Fife. Even though his name is Mark Preston, so now they're like, who the fuck is Martin Fife? What's happened to Mark Preston? Did the riots shit the bed at this point? Did they forget their own characters' names? Like, you get you get so confused yep. at what the hell is going on. So 
Then we see that Chatner has been chained upside down on a cross, which gets propped up, leaving him hanging upside down. Hence the awesome scream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and Shannon, he, 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 he starts screaming like I'm fucking mad, mad man. Just it's it's amazing. We cut back to Tom Skirt and Julie arriving at the Old West Ghost Town. He gets out of the car, looks around a bit, gets back in, and drives off. I'm like, again, I'm like, gee, I'm so glad we saw that in this yeah. movie. Like, really? Like, are you kidding me? Like, so they drive away. The camera pans up on a rocking chair that's rocking by itself on a porch. Mm. Sticking out from one of the arms armrests is a knife. And the funny thing, the only funny thing about worth mentioning about this scene is that it's so clearly you can so clearly see the fishing wire that they, they tied around the knife to use to <laughs> make the chair rock from off screen. Because I didn't, I didn't notice you it. You didn't see it? No. Oh my god, it's like the sun glares off the fish wire. It's like it's like a sunburst, right? I, mu- I like, must Bam! have missed it. I must have missed it. Yeah, it, it the fish wire reflects the sunlight as you see it pulling on the, the, the chair making it rock. Uh so <laughs> So so now Tom and Julie pull up in front of this old church, the same old church we've seen before. And this time when Tom gets out of the car, he has a rifle with him. Yeah. Nice shotgun. I didn't think it was a shotgun. I thought it was just a rifle. Okay, whatever. Uh, Doesn't matter. really. Doesn't matter. Uh, Julie mentions that she's seen a church like this in New England and it doesn't belong here. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, like come on, kind of... really? It looks like every other church we've seen in any other old... This, like... this doesn't have any specific type of architectural no. like prowess. It's a I, fucking dusty anything, old church in the middle the of nowhere. This is the exact type of church you expect to see in an old ghost town. It's just an old wooden, white-painted church. And even if it is technically modeled after the style of out in the New England area... Which makes sense, because that's where they came from. Yes, so fucking be it. Don't be such a bitch. I, like, I know. Like, <laughs> this I, doesn't belong here. Like... Honestly, it makes perfect sense because all the people from the West came from the East and would have brought their style with them. Like, every old Western movie I've ever seen had a church like this in it. Like, there's nothing about the yeah, church it, that stands it, it, up that makes it look any different than anything else. It's it's the stupidest thing to say. It seems pretty silly. Um, so they go inside the church. It's empty. On the altar, he finds they find a large knife, and she finds a bunch of melted wax on the cross. At least I think it's supposed to be wax. Yeah. Uh, Tom finds Chatner's shirt on the ground and written on in bright red puffy paint is Preston. <laughs> Preston. I, uh, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be blood, but it looks like bright red puffy paint. Yeah, and it's <laughs> okay. Like, uh, <sighs> again, like what, who did that? Like who? Yeah. Cause we see him and he, he's tied up on a cross. Shirt he's off, tortured. tortured. And it's like, is it, is it the Satanist way of saying, well, let's not forget whose shirt yeah, this like is. Yeah, we got Preston. Like seriously, who <laughs> took the time to write his name on the shirt in blood? Like really? You ever have your mom write your name in like your clothes when you went to camp? Yeah. You know, it's like this. It's like, we don't want to lose his shirt. Preston. That's <laughs> the just, weird. Like seriously, who <laughs> Who took the time to do that? And why? We're not thieves. <laughs> we keep inventory. <laughs> just just with blood. <laughs> uh, that's when they hear an explosion from outside. They rush outside and find that their car is now on fire. Cars exploded. Their car Cars just exploded. Boom, no, just gone. gone. Uh, and then they nearly get run down by the Pinterest car. Or the the Preston. Preston Pre- Pinterest, yeah. yeah. They come speeding in from off screen. Dude, who is this guy? He's... Tearing ass drives by. Uh, Tom uh, shoots at the car. The uh, shoots goes through the back windshield. The car crashes into one of the buildings, and a cowboy gets out and runs inside. Yeah, 
like not a hooded guy you've seen like oh no just a straight up cowboy cowboy yeah, boots, cow- denim jeans boots. denim he's, shirt and a cowboy he, hat. he is not decked out in the robe black robe so we're like okay who's this yeah straight but up cowboy they they run up to the car look in the car check it and my first thing this instinct is Get the fuck out. Yeah. Your car just exploded. Someone tried to run you over the car. Yeah. You find a blood-covered shirt. Go get help. Yeah. That's Leave. a great point. You got a car now. Get the fuck out of here. That's you got the great... Preston Mobile. Yeah, yeah the Preston Mobile. And, and you get that shit and go. Fucking bail. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. So, yeah, Tom and Julie give chase and follow the cowboy into, like, the old, I guess, hotel slash bar. Saloon. Saloon. Yeah. yeah. Saloon-looking thing. Um. And at this point, I had to ask, why in the hell would Tom bring his fucking wife with him in the first place? I mean, seriously, why would you endanger her life and put her in any kind of harm's way by bringing her uh, instead of letting her just stay at home where she would be safe? Like, hey, honey, my wife, my family's in danger, probably from a Satanist cult, knowing my family history. I got to go. Hey, why don't you come along? It'd be a great family trip. She does have ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a, like, grandpa joke. Yeah. (laughs) But Um, she she does have some sort of powers. Really? Because she never fucking uses it. Well, they they, they give you the impression that she does. Again, never never comes in handy. Doesn't do (laughs) shit. Anything, she's just in the way. I was waiting for some sort of, like... I mean, it would make sense if she was like, you know, some something. Trained, like fucking Black Widow or, or something like that. That'd be great. Hey, you can kick ass. Sure, come on. But she's a pretty much a fucking helpless, useless person it's in like the entire movie. It's like an escort mission in a video game. It is an escort mission. Yes. It's that fucking escort mission that you hate. Yes. Everybody hates those. Oh. Escort this useless person around town. No one likes those. No one. Ugh. Stop oh. doing that, gamer <laughs> community creators things. Sorry. Uh but God, it's, yeah, she's just so useless. Like, why would she, why is she even here? Um, so Tom then slowly sneaks up the stairs looking for the cowboy. Uh, the cowboy hunt lingers on for a while. It, so it's a cat and mouse kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it you, is. You hear him in one room. He runs over and he runs to another. Yeah. Uh, Tom comes to he, Tom comes to a locked door. Uh, he's about to kick it open when the cowboy bursts out from a different room, attacks Tom, uh, and I'm pretty sure the cowboy's opening. I saw his opening maneuver was a swift kick to Tom's junk. It was. Thank you. I guess. Okay. I'm the glad. old dick kick. The old dick kick. Um, they struggle and have one of the worst fight scenes ever seen in a movie history. Oh, it's, it's bad. So atrocious. Oh, and by the way, this cowboy is John Travolta. Yes. Uh, it's really hard to tell that it is him though, but it, it's it's him. I remember seeing. It, I was like, is that Johnny T? Is that Johnny T? Tom gets the upper hand on Travolta. Julie goes to hand him some rope, but rope? yeah, like where the rope? Get, where'd you get the rope from? Where'd uh-huh. that come from? ESP. But, but then she just <laughs> goes into like a trance-like state, and uh, Tom asks her what she sees, and this is where we see that Travolta is also one of the eyeless people now. He so yeah. he's he's eyeless, um, which again, by the way, doesn't seem to bother Tom and Julie at all. That no. they just encounter a guy who has no eyes. Yeah, not like like. You see, like people with eye patches, like okay, he no, does, he, no. he's eyeless, empty black sockets, just, just black eye, eye holes. Yeah, and it's like, be like, eh, all right, what? Well, like, what? They're, nobody. <laughs> what are the Preston's life do? What do these people do? <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Again, no exposition, like, no backstory. Again, like the, is is our Preston's like descent to like Van Helsing? Like, oh, this is old hat. We see this yeah, shit all the time. All these eyeless bastards. Eyeless people, who yeah. fucking cares? People melting? Eh, who cares? <laughs> Ain't nothing. We got this. So, like, it's fu- blows my mind. So, again, I, I, I just, 
I just, if I got attacked by an alias occultist, I'd be losing my shit. Like, I'd be losing my fucking yeah, mind. Your car just spontaneously, what, you what, you go into a church of Satan, yeah. you find your brother's bloody shirt with his yeah, name, name on it, it. Name on it, in your blood. car explodes, yeah. you almost get run over by eyeless John Travolta. How did he drive a car, by the way, too, he's driving eyeless? And then you seem completely calm about the whole situation. And that's not the word, it doesn't end there. No, not just as the eyeless, but now his head... Turned into basically a fucking jack-o'-lantern because his black eyeless sockets are now filled with fire. He's got fire in his head. Yeah. He's like fucking Ghost Rider. Only it's all contained in his head. It, it, it's and they're like, okay, whatever. Oh, what if they got John Travolta to play Ghost Rider instead of Nicolas Cage? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> as, oh, bad Ghost as, as bad as those movies were, I still like Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage is a little better. At least it's Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, God damn. But it's so. Like, this blew me mind too. Like I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? What is happening?" Um, <laughs> but they're just like, "Yeah, whatever. No yeah. big deal. Cool." Man. This guy now his head's on fire. There's fire inside his head. Come through his eye socket. Tie him no up. No big deal. No biggie. Uh, we're hanging out here. Uh, Julie says something about people like a long time ago looking looking for the book, and this takes us to a, a long flashback scene. Uh, I'm talking like long flashback, like. Bloodsport long flashback scene. <laughs> Ooh, good reference. Yeah. Uh, we're taking all the way back to like the early Puritan days of colonial America. Yeah, we're going back to the 1400s. Uh, Pilgrim Corbus is talking to his followers yeah, about so, the book. So we're going back to Pilgrim times. Yeah, Pilgrim Puritan. We're too. back in the days of the fucking Mayflower. Yep. Landing on Plymouth Rock, motherfucker. Yep. Uh, so Corbus is talking to his like his Satan followers in like their little shanty house or hut or whatever uh, about this book again. Uh, fun fact here, uh, during this scene, the camera focuses on this pilgrim slash Puritan woman pretty heavily. It shows like her faith. It really zooms on this one woman in particular. Well, it turns out this woman is Priscilla. Co- uh, the character's name is Priscilla Corbis, who is played by uh, Diane LaVey, Anton LaVey's ah. wife. So she is the mother of Satanism, I guess, or something. <laughs> The bride. The, well, he's yeah. the father. I guess so, she'd yeah. be the mother. I guess. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in it. Uh, in the background, um, watching all this unfold is Julie. Like she's just staying in the background. She's like modern day clothes. She's just, like um, she's watching it from oh, shit. like a, a, out of body experience. I had or something. a reference to this. It kind of made me think of um, the Three Eyed Raven. If you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, very much like. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Like yeah. Brand and watching, Brand just, watching the history. In the past, watching things take place. Dressed, She's dressed in 1970s clothing, watching this stuff happen. Yeah. And, you know, she's witness, She's bearing witness to the past. That's a great the re- Yeah. The, that's a great just reference. Very yeah. three-eyed raven, Game of Thrones style. Um, So, Corbus continues to question his followers about who lost the book. And I love, like, they just changed the language up just enough to make it sound old-timey. Yeah. Was it thou who thy lost the thee? book? Yes. It's also thou, <laughs> thys, and thee. Yeah. Just like, That's basically all they say. Come on, man. That, that makes anything old-timey, right? Yeah. <laughs> thou, thy, thee. Like, we put some buckles on our hats and uh, we'll say thou a whole lot. Yeah, we're legit, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, where's where's the fucking, like, historical <laughs> like reference there? We got yeah, Satanism yeah. covered. Yeah. Historical yeah, accuracy? Fuck okay. it. Uh... He turns to a man named Martin Fife. So now Martin Fife, who we see is also played by William Shatner. Yes. So question Corbin questions uh, him about his wife, Aranessa, 
who has not joined them in worship tonight. Uh, so Aroness is married to Martin Fife. Uh, then comes a knock on the door. Corvus opens the door and they see all the town folk with torches standing outside led it's, by the town preacher. It's, it's the angry mob. It is. It's, it's, the, it's the angry mob coming at him. Uh, the preacher accuses him of being a Satan follower, follower and a witch. To which he does not deny nope. it. He's no. just like, yeah! <laughs> coming out uh, from the crowd of the people is Aranessa, who walks up and stands next to the preacher. <laughs> fucking love this so much. Corvus does not take kindly to seeing her there and decides to backhand bitch slap her across the face. <laughs> and the best part about this is not that he does it, but when he does it, as soon as he, he slaps her, he, he yells out, slap! <laughs> he actually yells the word slap as he bitch slaps this woman. <laughs> slap! What did five fingers say in the face? Slap! slap. <laughs> I die, about died laughing when I saw that. I was like, holy, you did not actually say slap. Like, slap. was this, like, a tag? Like, he was just having fun. Like, ah, slap! And they decided to leave it in. Was this a mistake? Because it defines all <laughs> character logic. Like, there's no humor in any of this, in Corbus's character anywhere. But he just, slap! If I ever <laughs> slap anybody going forward from this time forward, I'm taking a page out of Ernest Borgnine's book and just announcing it to the world. Yeah. Slap! <laughs> I'm just going to yell it for everyone to hear. Yes. Actually, it does, and I loved it. I died laughing. It's it's amazing. I and fucking the love best it. part is also after this, no one does anything. Nope. They're just like, yep, <laughs> she deserved it. She deserved it. Well, it's pretty time. She's a woman who yeah, cares. Exactly. Second like class citizen. Maybe Whatever. it was. Maybe it was historically accurate. <laughs> maybe they did yell out slap when they <laughs> hit they people, did. and no one reacted to the woman being hit. No, I will like, slap thee. Slap. Slap. I slap at thee. <laughs> slap. <laughs> Slap his theater. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Corbus then just rushes back into the house, locks the door. The townsfolk start trying to break yeah, down the he's door. He's just like, all right, later, losers. Goes back and <laughs> goes back in. Goes back in and just locks the door. Like, he's thinking they're going to go away. Yeah, like, they're out there with, like, pitchforks and torches. fire and torches. And it's like they're hunting Frankenstein's They've monster. got a fucking noose and they're, like, rope and they're all ready to get him. And he's just like, later, losers. Yeah, goes back inside. Care. And they're just like, huh. Well, that won't stand. No. <laughs> they just, like, seem perplexed. Like, what do we do now? That uh, he slaps like, their woman. Uh, it's never happened before. Are, we, are they allowed just to walk away? Yeah. Like, what do we do? What do we do? What, what yeah, do we do? yeah. It's like. Can he, I, do, I, can he do that? I, 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 do we go after him? Yeah. I, I guess we go after him. Okay. That's, uh, all right. Let's that door maybe, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> do we knock again? <laughs> do we knock again? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aranessa is talking to preacher. She reminds the preacher that she, that the preacher agreed not to harm her husband in exchange for her. Like, Yeah. She's like, look, help. I'm ratting out the Satanist. Spare William Shatner. Yeah. Uh, inside Corvus paints a pentagram on a kid's chest in blood, I think. Then gives the kid some kind of glass vial along some other quote unquote holy objects in a bag and sends him to like a hidden passageway in a door Here, in a wall that these, leads to a secret basement. Take these tchotchkes and beat it. Kid. Yeah. Uh, so the town folk, they break through the, the door. They grab all the Satanists and drag them out into the night. Uh, the kid, we just saw, watches through a window in the basement as all the Satanists are dragged away. And at this me thing, like, by the way, if you want to have a secret basement, 
Don't put windows <laughs> in it that clearly show the fact that there's a basement right there. That's a, I didn't even think about that. Like, That's a great like, point. <laughs> this is your escape tunnel. Yeah. You got windows. Windows. In the outside world. Looking right there. Like, everybody can look over. Oh, hey, look. There's a kid right there looking out at us, guys. <laughs> look, there's your should, escape tunnel. <laughs> there's, maybe and we should uh, get Here's that. another thing. Why didn't Ernest Borgnine go down the escape tunnel? Exactly. Why didn't anyone else go into the escape they like, tunnel? They like, to get like, yeah, all of them could have gone down right. there. He's like, they, no, just they the- just closed the door on them. Yeah, and they tried to, they started ramming the door down, but they had plenty of time to go into there. They all could have gone, yeah. yeah, or at least Borgnine or somebody could have. Yeah, that's a good point too. So, um, yeah, they catch him, then they drag him. Yeah, out uh, to the- Martin Martin Shatner Fife is also <laughs> carried away. Uh, Aaron Ness is outraged with the preacher who says that he's. He's like, you promised. And Peter's like, well, I promised. And I, I promised I would save him. And I'm trying to save his soul if God will allow it. So oh. it's like, wah, wah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Technicality. Uh, so all the saints are tied up to giant stakes. Yeah, they, and, they had them all ready. Yeah. And if you know your history here, you pretty much know what's coming next. Uh, except for Corbus, who just ja- does like a jaunty little hop and a skip up. He goes up there willingly. To yeah, he's like, party. He's like dancing his way up here there. Here we go. Yeah. I'm going to go meet Satan. Uh, the preacher continues to condemn Corbus and all who just laughs at the preacher while going on his own mad rant. Uh, Corbus even, I love it. Somebody like tosses a torch up on like the pyre to start, and Corbus picks up and like throws it back at the down. So he's like, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's never happened before. What, what we, uh, what's going on here, guys? This, this guy's fucking up our rhythm real bad. <laughs> and Corbus is up there on, the, on this pyre with a stake. You know, he's supposed to, and he's like, Having a great time. He's giving laughing. Speeches, he's giving a laughing. crazy madman speech rant. Praising Satan. Yeah. Telling Martin Fife that he's fucked. Yeah. Um, he throws a torch back at the preacher. Uh, Corvus places a curse on Martin Fife and all of his descendants. The camera cuts over and we see both Martin Martin Fife and Aranessa Fife tied up to a burning stake. <laughs> They're on fire now, so they're burning. See, a lot of way to go, way uh, to go, Aranessa. Yeah, you ran out of your party, and you get cl- now. Like, the preacher didn't even spare her. Like that was like she really got fucked in this she deal. She sure did. Um, but you should have known at that time. The parents had no mercy. They oh, mer- say mercy. We'll, we'll, we'll show mercy. Yeah. Like mercy was, we might yeah. kill you a little quicker. Mercy these nuts. Yeah, well, there was yeah. no shit back then. Uh, so Corbus says that he will follow his des- Martin Feist's descendants for all of eternity. Until the book is his again. And at this point, I want to talk about the quote-unquote fire effects. Oh, yeah. And holy shit, are they bad. Because it looks like they just basically cut and paste some shitty fire effects into the foreground during the editing process. I almost think they were just even holding a flame in front of the the camera. camera. (laughs) So it, like, looks like he's burnt. It was really bad. It's so bad. Like, you can tell, like, there's, like... No fire anywhere near the actual no, people. No. It, it's it's really really bad. <laughs> Unlike a muck train, which they those fuck, they basically <laughs> set those kids on fire. This is the exact opposite of that. If you guys <laughs> haven't heard of muck train, holy shit, what a treat! Go back after this episode. Go check out a muck train. Do yourself a favor. Uh, so then, uh, okay. So finally, the flashback ends at this point, and we go back to Tom and Julie still kneeling over Cowboy Travolta. Who at this point seems to just be dead for someone. He's just he's just motionless. He, he, he doesn't just, look like he's he, even breathing. He looks fucking dead. Yeah, he's just yeah. yeah I thought he's like okay, he's dead. Urban he's cowboy. Urban John cowboy's Travolta. dead. Yeah, urban cowboy's <laughs> dead. Um, she tells him that hey, we need to go. So well, they do. They leave. <laughs> uh, they get into the, the 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 Pinterest Preston car and drive off. The Preston mobile. Preston mobile. Thank you. Uh, as they drive away, we see about a dozen hooded figures standing in the streets behind them. They magically just kind of appear and start flooding out buildings. Uh, 
Um, they drive away for a short bit. Then Tom stops the car, <laughs> says, I have to go back. Grabs his rifle, gets out. Judy's like, all right, all right. I ain't going. I'm, I'm not going. She's like, all right. And she drives off to go yeah, get help. She says, I got to go back. She's like, cool. All right, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's basically like, you go get help. I'm going back. And she's like, all right, fine. She she drives off leaving him. Uh, she continues to drive down the road for a ways. But then the eyeless mother, Mama Preston, just sits up, in the, back, up in the back in the back seat. Bum, bum, like she was bum. taking a nap back. She was like, oh, wait, where are we at? And then Julie looks back, sees her, screams. This caused her to lose control of the car and quote unquote crashes into a tree. And by crashes, I mean gingerly bumps into. Yeah, like it looks like it's speeding towards it and then breaks just enough to just go beep, beep bump. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the slowest crash I think I've ever seen. It in, may have left a tiny dent in the bumper, may, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> kind of jostled the tree a little bit. <laughs> the tree barely moves. Maybe yeah. angered a squirrel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was car. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the occult, uh, the cultists walking through the desert uh, with lit torches. Uh, they're chanting yeah, something. This is, this is nighttime now. Yeah, they're they're all dragging a shirtless and uh, and, and struggling Shatner yeah, sexy with sexy Shatner. Yeah, uh, they have apparently walked for so long. It's because it's daytime now, but they've walked for so long that when they arrive at their weird ceremonial location in the desert, it is now nighttime. Oh yeah, yeah. They have walked for, like, at least 12 hours <laughs> into the desert. Uh, also, somehow Tom's skirt has now managed to steal a hooded robe and has infiltrated the cultists, yeah, too. he's just there. He's just there in the hood now. Like, where, what? How did he get this hood? Who did he get it from? How he, was he? What? How did he find these fucks? Yeah, like, how did he find all the cultists going out into the desert? Like, what is happening? There's Who so cares? much stuff, like, we want to see, but we don't see. But instead, they show... Fucking Shatner, get out of a car, put an antler on, get back in a car and drive. That we had to see, but shit like this, nope. Fuck it. Fuck it. Shatner gets led up to an altar where Corbus stands addressing his followers, reciting more prayers. Uh, Tom makes his way through the crowd. Corbus goes on to say, let us behold the father, the ram of the sun, the moon, the stars. Hail, O deathless one. With that, he looks down. And at this fiery brazier in front of him explodes. Like he, there's so this little brazier with a little flame in it. He looks down and it just erupts into Blows fucking explosion. Up in his face. Yeah. And when he looks back up, Corvus is now a half man, half goat creature that looks fucking ridiculous. It looks more like a muppet. It does. It looks more comical and whimsy than yes. scary or intimidating. He looks like he's. Fun, a funny, yeah, like a muppet, like at a this point, muppety. Actually, at this point, he looks like he belongs in a Jim Henson movie. That's exactly what I was about like, to say. Like Labyrinth or something like that. That's like, exactly it, what I was Jim about Henson to say. Mess. Yes, it's very Jim Henson. So now Corbus seems to be possessed by the devil or some other demon. He's channeling a satanic personality, and he talks in a deeper voice. And he's like, and he <laughs> "Now has, I'm deeper and spookier." He's like, "Why are we here? Uh, has it been prepared?" And the camera cuts over to a dude who must be like a, some kind of special or high-ranking occultist because he's wearing a golden helmet that makes him look like a, an actual dickhead. Because uh, I mean, it's it's a bad helmet too, and it, 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 it's gold, but it should be purple. It, 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 the fucking purple helmet. It's exactly what this thing well, is. Well, do you know who that dickhead I, is? That dickhead. I'm coming to the man. The golden dickhead is none other than the father of Satan himself, Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey is the golden dickhead. Is in this movie <laughs> as the golden dickhead. As the golden dickhead. <laughs> yep. So both LaVey's in here. and But god damn, that helmet is the 
You know he fucking loved that thing when you oh. put that on. He's like, yeah, I look I, so I cool. If, if he's supposed to be the actor, like, do they really wear those helmets in the church? Or say, because if that's what they wear, holy fuck, they need to. Because you know what that kind of reminds me of? Like, Count it, me out. For for okay, <laughs> wrestling fans, old school wrestling fans who know their shit. I'm about to pull up. A, I'm about to drop an old reference on you guys. All right, what do you got? For, to, to kind of compare this to this golden dickhead helmet. The closest thing I can relate to in the world wrestling would be. The horrible, horrible Spartan esque kind of helmet that Farouk had to wear when he first came in as like a gladiator wow, character. Wow! Do you remember yes. that shit? It's kind of like crap. that. That's old school. Only, it, it, the Levay one's much more dickheaded, much more penisy looking than Farouk's was. The Ron but Simmons. The Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons yeah. yeah, but it's very much like that. <laughs> I mean, the I always even have like that. I, okay, we're gonna get real bad. But like, if you look at the, the the dick from like underneath, it's got like that rounded like ledge underneath you're going a little too deep all right i'm sorry but that's what it looks like it looks like i can't help it that's what it looks like all right get the dicks off the brain all right dicks off the brain all right dicks off the brain all right all right dicks off all right uh so where was i uh okay where's the queen of delights (laughs) we never see her again i know we We never see her again instead we get dickhead man marshall can't get it out of his head (laughs) damn it all right uh corvus looks over and orders shatter to be brought over to him uh, he says that Shatner shall be purified by fire and water. <laughs> Shatner is pinned against the altar by two occultists while Corbus stares into the fiery brazier. He holds up a wax voodoo doll and says something like, let the fire cleanse yeah. this mortal vessel of its unworthy soul or something like that. What's with all the voodoo dolls? Yeah, it's like, I didn't realize Satan has so much voodoo in it. Yeah, like, or, it's or weird. The, the, the representation of a doll representing a person. Yeah. Like, yeah, a fucking voodoo it's doll. It's a voodoo yeah. doll. Uh as soon as Corvus lays the dial down above the flames, Shatner begins screaming and freaking again, out, yeah. freaking out as, as, as well as Shatner can do. And I guess they, as much as I loved his 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 Corvus screamer, this performance of him just screaming, reacting to this voodoo doll may be the greatest Shatner performance of all time. He goes on and on it's and on insane. and on. It's insane, but also amazing. And he he sells it. Oh, my God, does he? He's going bonkers. Uh, Tom continues to creep through the crowd at this point. Corbus moves around to the front of the altar, places his hands on the pentagram that's burnt in the Shatner's chest. Continuing the ritual, he takes a giant ladle from penis head Anton LaVey, um, says something like, now to be sealed by the holy waters of forgetfulness, which, again, is fucking lame. Queen of Delight in the waters of forgetfulness? What kind of lazy-ass video game bullshit is that? The Warriors of Forgetfulness sounds like some kind of quest I'm you getting like an old, like, Adventures of Zelda game or something like that. It's (laughs) fucking bullshit! The Warriors of Forgetfulness? The Waters of Forgetfulness. Of course, that's a side mission you can do on Dragon Warrior. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Um, so, again, okay, now I probably, if this, if, because Anton LaVey was technically correct and he was like, everything's supposed to be accurate. Okay, any actual Satanist out there who ever listened to this, I apologize if that's a real thing in your church. We we apologize, apologize for offending your religion. For, for offending. <laughs> if that's real, I apologize for laughing at it. But come on. That sounds utterly ridiculous. Um, but speak, I, I don't apologize. But honestly, <laughs> speaking of, on the subject of actual Satanists, um, if, if anybody out there is an actual Satanist and you hear this and listen to this, please contact me. I would love to get your take on this movie. <laughs> I would love to interview you and talk about all this. What's your take on, uh, on we, The Devil's Reign? I know a lot of people won't keep, if they are saying this, they keep that shit secret. So we'll totally keep your identity private if you want. 
but I would love to talk to you about y- your church and, and, and your take on this movie and how the accurate of Angus is. Uh, so feel free to reach us on our show's email address, so bad it's scary at Gmail or our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, that would be awesome. I might tease you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I just ruined Marshall's party. He's like, oh. Well, I'm trying to be serious. I'm I won't <laughs> tease you. I'm teasing. Anyway, <laughs> back to the movie. <laughs> Corbis scoops out some of the water from the ladle with his hand and drips it across Shatner's face and his eyes while chanting some more shit. Corbis calls for the spirit of Martin Fife to come forth and take over the body that he has prepared for him. So he's trying to channel. So, what? so he's trying to channel Martin Fife, his dead to spirit, re, to return to possess modern day William Shatner. Yes, because it's a it's he's from the bloodline of Martin Fife. Yes, that's Somehow, what I got. Yeah, I, I I guess, but again, like hey, why? Martin Fife, this guy sure looks a lot like well, you. But if so, you were uh, trying to torment this guy, like why are you calling him back? He's already dead. Like. Yeah, you're, you're you're inviting you've him won. back. Like yeah. you already won. The guy's dead. You you just you're, you want to torment his descendants. That's what you're doing. Why are you bringing yeah. this dude back? Why now? why are you inviting him back to the posse? Yeah, like I don't. It, nothing makes sense. I it just it, nothing does. Uh, so the occultist holding Shatner down now release him. Shatner sits up and he is now eyeless. He's eyeless, eyeless now. Eyeless Shat. And this is where, without knowing it, this movie becomes like I said one of the most important movies in horror horror movie history. Because when Shatner sits up, he's now wearing the facial prosthetic slash mask that would later go on to become the famous Michael Myers mask. Bum, bum, bum. So this is where Michael's mask came from. This is, a lot of people know, oh, it's a William Shatner, based on William Shatner mask. I thought it was, oh, William Shatner, like a Star Trek mask. No, it came from the prosthetic, this movie. This movie. So that's pretty fucking awesome. So from what I understand, and okay, they, go on. They, they took this this mask that was made from this movie, this mold, and stores did sell it as a Captain Kirk yeah, mask. That's right. Which like. later became the Michael Myers mask. I think that's the story too. But yeah, yeah the mask wasn't. It wasn't like the mask was originally made as Captain Kirk. It was made here, and then it I was guess made here purpose. because they're like, well, it's William Shatner's face in a melty, eyeless way. Sure, put some hair on it and call it. William, we'll call it Captain Kirk. Yeah. Um. So. Shatner then praises praises Satan, and at this time, for some at some random eyeless occultist, I literally like. I'm sorry. Let me backtrack here. I'm stumbling. Shatner rises up like praise, like praise Satan, and then <laughs> at this time, some random eyeless uh, Satan worshiping cultist out in the crowd. I think literally sniffs out Tom Skirt as an apostle. John Travolta because they're blind. It's John Travolta. Is it? Yeah. Because he's like looking around, he's like. Yeah, I swear it's like he's sniffing the it's, air. It's, and he's John, like, it's John Travolta. He got himself untied. And he's, he's back. He's not back dead. In. I thought he was dead. No, it was it was John Travolta. Okay. Yeah. So and he's like, he's like blasphemer or something yeah. like that. Usurper. And, I don't know something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corbus yells out for his followers to seize Tom. They all start grabbing him, but he slips through and even manages to shoot and kill two more of them. Each of which also seem to bleed orange and mint sherbet. Weird, weird goo. Yeah, I just mint sherbet. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, I haven't had sherbet in so long. That's what this movie made. Like, I thought, like, oh, I need some sherbet. Because that, that, that looks like fucking mint, orange and mint sherbet. My grandparents always had sherbet on deck. I haven't had sherbet. They're passed away now. So I haven't had sherbet <laughs> since long my time. grandparents were alive. Wow. <laughs> Man, it's um, been a while. So, yeah, they bleed sherbet. Raspberry uh, sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom runs off into the night. 
being chased by a cult. As the camera cuts back to a close-up of Michael Myers, I, I mean Shatner. <laughs> uh, then it cuts back to the ghost town where Tom makes a little takes a little rest on some stairs. Yeah. So I guess he's run for God knows how long. He takes like yeah. you know what I'm taking rest on these stairs. This here. this 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 rest period. This is where I'm like. Oh man, maybe he has a respiratory issue, or maybe he's partly narcoleptic. Because you see, this seems like a pretty urgent thing. Like you yeah. gotta get the fuck out of Dodge, and he just lays on these steps, and he's not like breathing too heavy. He's just, like, he looks more sleepy. He does look sleepy than like exhausted from yeah. running from a demonic yeah, cult. Very good, but he really does. He just looks tuckered out. He looks like he's about ready to take a little cat nap. Yeah, cat he's nap. just like. Uh, eh, little cat just slumped down, like uh, kind of cuddles his yeah. arm <laughs> under his head. Yeah, he totally kinda does. Tucks himself in a little bit. Totally does. <laughs> um, so anyway, he ends up fighting some random occultist who peers up, and uh, the, he knocks him off a second story balcony, uh, which looks straight out like an old western movie. It's it, exactly it, what you see in old western. It looks like uh, if you go to like a, a Six Flags or a Disney World uh, or, tour, or like, a stunt show. A stunt show. Stunt show. It, yeah. It's Pure stunt show theatrics. Yeah. Um, so inside, he, then he goes inside the building where he fights another one of these guys. He kills this one by stabbing him with a pitchfork. Sweet. Again, more origin sherbet blood comes out of this guy too. Tom flees the building, runs off into the night again. We cut to the next day. Tom is standing around talking to Dr. Sam yeah. Richards now. So again, who has just shown up. Hard, hard cut. Boom. Done. He's... Back at the house. Yeah. He's back at the ranch. How do you fucking get there? He has no car. No. And it was like he just, he literally just took steps away from the ghost town. Like he looks like he's just getting away. Hard cut. Daytime. Back on the ranch. Yeah. Everything's fucking copacetic. Yeah. Everything's great. Again, what, what? Yeah. I, I'm, hard, and, I'm right there like, what? what Green the Acres. Fuck? Green Acres is here. Green Acres is there. Green Acres is going, what, what, what are you going to do? What? I mean, <laughs> and we learned now that Julie has now gone missing. Uh, Sam or Green Acres there is flipping through the black book, which Tom is, you know, while Tom rants on about shit. Uh, he shows Tom the book, which is filled with the names of people who have sold their soul to the devil and have written their names in blood in the book. He also points out a letter is also written in blood by Aranessa Fife. In the letter, Aranessa begs all of her daughters and their descendants to keep the book away from Corvus for as long as... For as long as Corbus doesn't have the book, he cannot deliver the souls to Satan. It so, also mentions something about the suffering of the devil's reign and being trapped, and that's about all I got out of that. Yeah, and so basically, don't give him the book. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Done. Don't, don't do it. You know what? Why did he ever just think about, if this book's so bad, why did he ever think, hey, we can't give this guy the book. Why don't you just burn the fucking book? Destroy it. Destroy yeah. it. Rip the pages out. Burn it. Get some white out. I don't know. I what the hell? Here's a question. Why the fuck is Green Acres in on this? And how does he <laughs> know? How does he know about That's this? That's another stuff? thing I was gonna come later, but he, he's just know, he's just a doctor he's that a Tom works with. Doctor, he's into ESP and shit like yeah. that. He's into like psychology. But now he's suddenly like an expert in like the occult yes. and Satanism. Like, what? Huh? What? Way over my head. Yeah, yeah, what the shit, man? Uh Tom grabs his gun and leaves to go back to the ghost town. Night has fallen again. Uh, oh, yeah. They again. did have John pop out. They're like, later, John. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The night day cycles of this movie are insanely fast. They're rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Corbus and his followers still out at the ceremonial site. So I guess it's like they're burning, man, because they've been out there for days <sighs> been now. partying for a while. For yeah. days. 
Just tripping uh, balls. This time, a small group of followers carry Julie, who's wrapped up in an all-white silk or satin sheet or something, lay her down the altar. She seems to, again, be ridiculously calm about this whole situation. She's been kidnapped. She's taken by quarters. She's wrapped up in a sheet. She's placed in an altar, and she's just, like, laying there mm. like, like she's just... Again, trying to take a nap. Soaking it in. Like, what's what's going on here? Corvus draws a pentagram on her chest while saying some weird shit I didn't get. Uh, finally, at this point, Julie starts to scream and struggle. Now she's like, uh-oh. Shit's getting real. Yeah. He cut back to the old church where Sam and Tom enter. The two of them start snooping around. Yeah, just snooping. They find basically like a Ninja Turtles manhole cover in the middle of the like raised front part of the church. Fucking love that. It's just a fucking manhole I cover right that. in the middle of church. They're looking around. They're like, you smell that? They're like, listen. They're like, listen, listen. They're like, oh. They're listening. And they looked out in perfect description, man. It's straight out of fucking New York City, 1990. I'm waiting for Michelangelo to come out. Cowabunga! Pizza dude's got 30 seconds! Uh, So, yeah. Uh, So they they lifted up the mantle cover and find a hidden compartment that's hiding. It's the hiding spot for a very tacky, very gaudy-looking relic that kind of looks like a small patio fireplace. Or you could say it looks like a giant Christmas ornament that has a golden goat head sitting on top of it. Trying to describe this thing is not easy. It's, no, it's, it's uh, fucking strange looking. It almost looks or like Or even it, like I'm sorry, but my last thing is like or like a really weird looking old fucked up looking TV. I was thinking more like uh think of it like the way it's shaped, think of a large hourglass, but instead of the hourglass, you know, the sand within, it's more rounded and and it has, you know, an image well, coming from thing, inside. But, of it. And I like my parents on their back you know, has this like this cement like like fireplace like chimney it's like a chimney one thing like fire they're referred chimney. to as chimeneas chimeneas thank yes. you okay i know what they're chimenea yeah. and that's what this thing looks like from the back it, it, it looks like a chimenea i can see that but yeah. just it's really weird looking thing but it's got like a tv in the middle of the thing and which is i guess it's supposed to be a window but it's a fucking tv which is broadcasting it's broadcasting a whole bunch of dopes yeah and, getting and rained they, on yeah they look through this window or into the tv and tom and Sam see like dozens of people wandering around Going, aimlessly moaning like I'm getting wet and the, it, uh, then who's got an yeah <laughs> and but instantly again instantly both of them like no oh that's not people that's the souls that belong to Corbis and this is what this is what the, the fuck I'm sorry how the fuck do you make that connection you picked this up like. Oh, those aren't people. We're like, those are souls. And they seem huh? really calm about Again, it. Again, insanely calm. Like There's, medicated calm. They're like, oh, oh, you know what this is, Tom? <laughs> uh, the devil's reign and those are trapped souls. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right, Green Acres. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, <laughs> I think you're right. All right, so uh, what do we do with this? Let's so, hold on to it. Yeah, I... They're so calm. Like, I, I can't... While that's the first thing that comes to mind, I don't get it. Um... And they call this the devil's ring. Yeah. This this is the devil's it, ring. It, it, yeah, just people wandering around getting rained on for People wandering around getting rained on like, going, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm just oh, wet. Oh, I'm wet. Oh, my uh, clothes are kind of riding up. Yeah, my oh, socks are wet. Oh, yeah. oh, that would be a shitty way to live eternity. I'm getting athlete's foot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of the souls are like pawing at the glass, moaning and wailing. Just, just complaining. Yeah. <laughs> really, if that's... 
If that's your... If that's hell, that's not that bad. That's pretty light. That's pretty light, yeah. That's pretty damn light. And honestly, I don't think people in hell would welcome the rain. Yeah. Because they say how hot it dries. Like, I don't think the rain would be pretty yeah, good. You're, getting, you're, getting, you're not drowning. No, you're not drowning. You're, you're getting... What? You're, you're dressed completely. You're, There's you're, no demons. There's a minor inconvenience. There's no, yeah, you're not getting poked with pitchforks. Nothing, nothing's you're not happening. Tortured. And you got other people there with you. Yeah, you're not alone. You're like, yeah. <laughs> So your fingers are pruny forever. Who cares? <laughs> so you're just uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, suddenly the sheriff walks up to Tom and Sam. They look up at the sheriff who has his head down. He's got like his big like sheriff hat on. And the sheriff looks up at them. And we see that the sheriff now, he too has become an eyeless one. This is the one part where I was like a little like, ooh. Because ooh. this movie just feels like it has no scares. Oh, it doesn't. Nothing... This is the one part I was like, <gasps> I mean, but there's a one part I was like, ooh, that's a little, a little swerve. Yeah, a little swerve. Again, never see how he becomes the highest one or anything. He just, he just is. It's okay. Um, the sheriff swings at them with an axe, but Tom and Green Acres are able to get out of the way. Tom struggles with the sheriff. Sam runs up behind him and tosses the sheriff down the hole, which <sighs> now seems to become yes. an endless bottomless pit. It goes from uh, actually, you know. Hey, Having right. a floor because they, the relic had to be sitting yeah. on something. That, there, unless there's unless a it was hovering. Yeah, like, so the thing was obviously like three feet deep, yeah. maybe four. And they pull they, this thing out. They so open the be, hole. It had to be sitting on something. They reach down, pull, pull it, it out, out, and they're like, huh, here it is. And now the pit is, now the hole is like a bottomless pit. And not only is it a bottomless pit, but it's explosive. It's an expo- yeah, because the sheriff falls into the pit and not, and, and then this, the hole erupts in a flame like. Like flurry of like a, a fiery old faithful, <laughs> fiery geyser just erupting out of this thing. We cut back to Corbus and his followers leaving their Burning Man ceremonial site. <laughs> Some are carrying Julie, who is now tied to a cross. Uh, then we go right back to the church where Tom and Sam carry the relic to the front doors, but stop when they hear the cult coming. So they head up to the balcony of the church to, to hide. Again, down b- really calm. Really calm. Down below, a single cultist, a, a cultist, is seen picking up the black book that Sam left on the floor. Like, the, yeah. the book. Like, oh. Like, and this is the like, one thing that they said, do not let Corbus get. And it's like, oh, Keep out of the hands of Corbus. If Corbus gets this, he can deliver the souls to Satan. Yeah. Don't let Corbus get their hands on it. And, they leave and it what there. do they do? They fucking leave, leave it. it. They leave it there. Yeah. Right uh, in the middle of his goddamn altar. Right in the, yeah, right God in the middle of God damn it. Um, so the cultist, he takes the book, gives it to Corbus. Uh, and Corbus who, is like, like, he hugs it to his chest. Like, I love it. Corbus is like, are you really, really, <laughs> really? He's like flipping through like, oh, 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 oh my oh, God. God. This is it guys. <laughs> this is it. I got it. I got it. It's he's, like a kid on Christmas, man. <laughs> he hugs it. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Ernest Borgnine fucking steals the show right there. <laughs> well, between that and slap. Yeah. <laughs> Corbus and his followers all enter the church. He orders Julie to be placed on the altar. Seeing this, Tom yells out, jumps off the balcony, lands right in the middle of dozens of occultists. And I chalk this up as being like possibly the stupidest move in the entire movie. Didn't think that one through. Did not. I, I get you want to save your wife, but come on. Fucking come on, man. Think about this. You can't save her if you're caught and killed too, you dumb dumb. <laughs> Like, normally one would, like, you would think, okay, let me sneak down the stairs. I'll sneak around to the side and, you know, or, I, and uh, now, let me bonsai jump. Let me fucking jump off the balcony into the middle of all of them. 
and there was we're, nowhere to run. We just start shooting. Yeah, he's got a fucking. He's that's nothing. Fucking he's got gun. a fucking rifle. He's up there with a perfect shot. Corbis is staying up there. Yeah. You can shoot Corbis right then and there and end all of this. You can blow his head which, off. Which it would incidentally save Julie. <laughs> you don't have to jump into the masses without the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Jesus Christ. He does manage to land on top of one of the cultists taking him out, but he's instantly overwhelmed and grabbed by like everybody else. He's not able to slap his way out of this like William, Sh- no. like William Shatner. Shatner is the slap master. Slap uh, eventually, Tom gets pinned up against the wall, and when he looks up, he sees the person who's holding him is Michael Mike. Well, I'm sorry, Shatner. <laughs> Um, it's funny you say that because if you notice, because <laughs> Shatner, yeah, not only like uh, I, I mentioned, it, but God, it would see I Shatner. Like, what makes it even more so uh, yeah. is the one the lighting in this scene is very whitish. It's a very light blue, so it yes. almost casts like that whitish, whitey blue, whitey kind blue of color. Makes it look like and not only does he look at him, he does the famous Michael Myers head tilt. Yes, he does the Michael Myers head tilt. Yes, I'm like Jesus Christ. So is this. <laughs> Michael Myers head tilt is this really the, the William Shatner head tilt <laughs> have we been wrong this all entire this time. time we've all been duped before every, the, every millions of horror fans who've like the famous oh the Michael Myers head tilt the Michael Myers head tilt nope we're all wrong William, William Shatner head tilt. for 40 years we've been wrong <laughs> we're telling you here moon goons it's the William Shatner head <laughs> tilt oh my god so Jesus uh Fucking insane. Uh, Corbus, it is. Corbus turns to start setting up another ritual now that he has the book. But now suddenly Sam is standing in the middle of the aisle yeah. with the relic. So what? He just so, Green so Acres Sam, comes on down. He just walks his way down in the middle of this and nobody sees none him. None of the cultists. And it's so funny because he's wearing like a suit. A suit. He just looks. It's so out of place. Yeah, so out of place. Stands and, out. I mean, Tom Scarrett's like wearing like. Like Jean, a flannel like shirt. A flannel shirt and jeans. Shirt like, whatever, yeah, yeah he's, he's out there to like, you know, he's, he's going to fucking rugged, go to war. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's wearing more rugged clothes. No, he's not wearing plaid. He's wearing like a... But, uh, he's not, it's not plaid flannel, but I know it's he's jeans and shirt and like a leather jacket. He, he's built for action. He's built for action. He's built yeah. for action. Where and, and then you have all the robed individuals. Yep. And then you got this guy who looks like he's there for like a pharmacy conference. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how, yeah, again, nobody seems to stop or make... He just comes all the way into the middle... Of the yeah. aisle. Carrying the devil's reign Carrying in his hand. giant, un- unwieldy relic yeah, the, thing. the devil's reign. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he... Yeah, Starts so Sam basically speech. tells Corbus to hold his horse. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. easy there, Corbus. Yeah. Wait, why don't you wait a second? Corbus turns to Sam, and um, if, we haven't mentioned it yet, so I'm going to mention it now. Ernest Borgnine's eyebrows are fucking insane in this movie. Oh, yeah. They are a character all to themselves. He... They're just crazy eyebrows. Spiked. They look like spiders. They're like, they're like spiked, but they also like split. They're like, like, there's like, okay, there's a length. And then like at the core of the eye, they split in like two eyebrows. One kind of spikes up and the other kind of goes out and down. It's, they're insane. They're fucking awesome. They are. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like the eyebrow game in this movie is on point for him. <laughs> so Sam tells Corvus that unless he lets him Leave here with Tom and Julie. He will destroy the devil's reign. With that, he lifts up the relic over his head like he's going to smash it. But the second he does, as soon as he lifts it up, it immediately gets grabbed and taken away by yeah. Shatner. Who, yeah. like, what? Shatner was just holding Tom's skirt against the wall. But now Shatner's over here taking the devil's reign from Green Acres. What? He's, he's personal. About, 
And you're talking about an empty fucking threat, by the yeah. way. And again, just no. I'm going to smash it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. William no, Shatner got it. Sorry, you just took that from oh, me. Oh, there goes my game. And again, does nobody in this movie think things through? Because <laughs> first, like I said, we had Tom leaping off the balcony into the center of the masses. And then we yeah. have Sam threatening to break the relic, but doesn't seem to realize that he's surrounded by dozens of cultists who can just snatch it from him instantly, which they do. <laughs> These are the worst planners. They really are. They deserve to just get got. <laughs> done. So Corbus orders Shatner to bring him the devil's reign. Sam in turn tries to reason with the eyeless possessed Shatner. Yeah. Trying to get Shatner to turn on Corbus now. You're still in there, Preston. I know you're still in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Sam's frantic shouts out like that without the devil's reign, Corbus has no power over you. This is his last chance to defeat Corbus and save, save himself and soul. all the souls. Corvus, on the other hand, is like saying, you're sworn to Satan now, Mark, you know, Martin Five and blah, blah, blah. He's still calling him Martin. So now, but at the same time, now Corvus and Sam are calling Shatner Martin, Martin instead Fife, of Mark, yeah. which I don't get either. I get oh. Corvus now. We've, I, okay, I've made my peace with Corvus. We've seen the flashback that good. But why the fuck is Sam calling him Martin Fife? Where'd that come from? He doesn't know any of that backstory. He wasn't there for any of that. What the hell? So, as a last-ditch effort, Sam yells out, Remember Aranessa! Like, remember... Why? Like, fucking remember the Alamo or something like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this seems to spark something in Shatner. Shatner slowly says, Aranessa. Then smashes the relic to pieces. Just, bam, throws smashes it on the ground. Smashes the devil's reign. This causes... And holy shit. A hole in the roof of the church to explode open. The, the, the roof explodes, big hole... And it's also apparently summons the god of thunder, Thor, because it starts raining. Raining, lightning, lightning thunder, thunder, huge storm. So, uh, yeah, the rain begins to fall through the opening of the roof. All the occultists start and to they scream all start and panic. To freak They're out. freaking out. Um, okay, so at, like I said, at this point, we were an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. And from here on out, things get fucking insane. It gets fucking it's wackadoodle bonkers. weird. <laughs> So hold on to your butts. This ending, is, I was like, it's insane ending, but it also starts to drag on a bit too. It gets a little too long. So we're at an hour 15? Hour 15 and minutes. And how long is the movie? Like hour 30? Yeah, hour 30. Because it's like the next 10, 15, 15 minutes, minutes is all the same shit. It's all, yeah. For the, it's, mo- it's, for it's, the it's, most part. Yeah, it's insane, but it's just, it goes and yeah, goes yeah. and goes. So all hell breaks loose at this point. Chaos ensues. The, the occultists are screaming. All of them are trying to escape from the church. Tom and Sam are able to reach Julie, who is still tied to the cross. They untie her. The occultists don't give a shit. They're freaking out. Yeah, they don't. Tom comes face to Isla's face with his mother, <laughs> who begins to melt like a candle in front of him. She's melting. So he rushes the altar to confront Corbus. Doesn't try to help his mom. Like, oh, fuck. No. My mom's melting mom's in front of melting. me. Fuck it. I'm going over here to Corbus. Yeah. Corbus is now transformed back into his man-goat creature. The two of them face off, circling around the altar like they're about to have a big showdown. Now Tom decides, instead of attacking, to just stand there. He just stands there, freezes, and basically lets Corbus grab his head. Tackle him. And he basically lets Corbus put him in the iron claw. Kind of. Corbus puts the iron claw onto Tom, who just, again, stands there and lets this happen. Just being overpowered by by, one hand. By goat headed (laughs) Ernest Borgnine. Uh, Corbus forces Tom down to his knees with one hand 
and starts to try to push him over the edge of the pit. Into the, into, into the into the, the pit. explosion pit. The explosion, the fiery manhole cover. Meanwhile, outside, all the occultists have managed to escape the church, most of them anyway, but are now... They're, they're, they're filing outside into the rain, into the now storm. now they're fully exposed to the rain, and they all begin to melt. Everyone starts melting. And not just melt, but smoke and steam begins to like escape up from their bodies, too. And it's just this loop of... Yes. Just, exactly. just constant. Constant. Constantly going on the background. It is. With thunder... Rain, struggling Ernest Borgnine and Tom Skerritt. Just madness. Yes. We back inside Corbus is still trying to push Tom into the pit, but now the rain has gotten to Corbus and he too is beginning to melt. He's starting which to looks melt. Fucking crazy. And, 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 because and he's partially melted goat man form. This goat man outfit starts melting and the eye starts like coming out. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, I will say this is the best melt. He it looks Fucking crazy. Yeah. It looks really good, this part. The melty goat face thing. It looks... It's probably... The, this movie's not scary, but that is the scariest thing in hey, this movie. If I was movie. a little kid, I'd be like, oh, no, ah, yeah. Jim Henson's creature's <laughs> melting. <laughs> um, so, there's smoke coming off of his horns, too. Like He's yeah. starting to smoke, too. Uh, Corvus begins to weaken from melting, and he loses his grip on Tom. Outside cultures are pulling their melting skin off their face. Yeah, they're pulling their faces off. It's- Tom manages to break free from Corvus. He rushes back to Sam and Julie. Corvus is in his weakened form and is vastly melted, falls into the pit, and just like when the sheriff did a geyser of fire, erupts out of the Kaboom. pit. And that's not all. Next, now, aside, the back wall of the church explodes. Just blows just right off. Blows the, so the there's altar, whole wall gone. With the with the stained glass and the goat head smashes, blows off. Gone. Big, yeah. big spectacular explosion. Yeah. All the cultists continue to scream and melt in the rain out front. And Tom, on and on. On and on. Tom scoops up Julie along with Sam. They leave through the now missing blown out wall. The melting just keeps on going and going. As they melt, they turn to puddles of orange and green sherbet, like a mint sherbet. Just, but it just keeps going. Yeah, it just keeps this going. is where you start to go, all right. That's what I said. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an insane ending, but at some point, it just, okay, it keeps dragging on. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't crank up. They, they cranked it to 10. Yeah. Too fast. Too fast. Yeah. The fire in the church spreads as the cultists continue to wail in pain as they melt and die. Some are trying to embrace each other as they melt, and like, uh, which is like, like, oh, that's sad. That's 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 <laughs> terrifying. Actually, let's melt together. Yeah, um, I'll stop I the world say, and melt with, with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom! I love it. Uh, the melting is pretty fucking awesome and spectacular. When you do stop to think that this is done in 1975, yes. Um, but I will, I will say that yeah. it, it's really good effects. But like we keep saying, it just goes on and on and on. But it does look amazing. So it's a real weird balancing act. It's yeah. great, but too much. Too much. Uh, the camera cuts back to the flaming pit, and we see a melting hand reach up out of it and grab the edge. So, uh-oh, Corbus isn't Corbus done. Corbus isn't done. Then it cuts to a wide shot of the church, fully engulfed in flames, and that's when the whole church just fucking explodes. Ba-boom. Just the entire thing. Huge. And we're and talking multiple angles. Multiple. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. We see Tom, Julie, and Sam getting up from the mud ground. Like they probably got, probably got tossed to the ground by the, the force of the explosion. So they're standing up out of the mud. And you would think that's the end of it, right? Nope. 
Because the church, the fucking church explodes a second time. And somehow this one is even bigger than the first one. (laughs) A giant, like, 40-foot geyser of fire just erupts and shoots up into the sky. Like Like a fucking mushroom cloud follows. Yeah, it's insane. It's fucking huge. So our three survivors now stand up, look at the flaming wreckage. Julie then calls out Tom's name. She's like, Tom! And he holds her arms. She holds her arms out to like, come and hold me. Like, let's embrace. Blah, blah. And so Tom goes up to her. They hug. The camera zooms in on the back of their heads as they like, they're slowly spinning, spinning in a circle and hugging. And as they are turning, we see that Julie has now somehow turned into fucking Corbis. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. And Corbis is just hugging Tom. And he, like, gently laughs into Tom's ears as they continue to hug. Looking crazy Looking as hell with his awesome eyebrows. eyebrows. We crossfade to Julie inside the Devil's Rain Relic, pounding on the glass, getting drenched in rain, I'm screaming, getting, No, no, no! I'm getting wet! No! The credits roll as Julie screams for help, but then she just stops. Yeah. And seems to go numb or into a trance, and she just stares into the camera... As the rain continues to fall. The credits roll. Fade to black. Yeah, the credits are rolling over this. Over her. Over her. Which is an interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting choice. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it too. Uh, and it's silent. There's no yeah. All you hear is the, the rain, rain fall. falling. And she's just staring, getting drenched. It, yeah. And as, as the credits are rolling. Yeah. And then it fades to black. End of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is that ending? Are you kidding me? I don't get it at all. I mean, I can't get what they were going for it. But I don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why is she in the devil's reign, Rod? Because we we see it get destroyed. We saw the shattered. It's, it's, it's gone. Yeah. There is no devil's reign. The devil's reign is what caused the fucking thunderstorm of hell yes. to come down and melt everybody. So how is she back in it? How is it there? What the fuck? Ernest Borgnine was burned and blown up, and now he's hugging Tom and Julie's in a fucking magic relic and getting rained on. What the shit is happening? It makes no sense. Ernest Borgnine, when he was down in the pit, they got like five or six of them down there. I guess if He's spares? just like, oh, I'm good. I got thrown in the pit. Let me grab one of these other devil rays. I got to start all over again. Yeah, I guess. I think so. you saw him climb out, so maybe somehow he, I don't know, honey dicked her in. This makes no fucking sense. No, it doesn't. And how did she get put in there? I don't know. Like, she was never possessed. She never signed her soul. Yeah, like, we, how is she in there? We never saw exactly what happened to Burning Man Part 2. <laughs> I get it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It fucking infuriates me. I, I fucking Eddie. All right. Um, all right. So that's Devil's Rain, guys. That's the fucking movie. Jesus. Uh, let's move on to uh, this week's odds and ends. Or, uh, oh, favorite, favorite kills. kills. Favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. Not much to choose because everybody just fucking melts, basically. It's a lot a, of melting. A lot of melting. A lot of melting. So what's your favorite melt or favorite death? <laughs> Jesus. It's it's all it's all basically melts. Yeah. Which is, is this I guess this would classify as a melt. I was, I was movie. gonna bring it up, yeah. Like yeah. this would have to be like an early melt movie along the lines of street trash, because yeah. that's all it is, is a melting. I guess I'm gonna have to go with Ur- Did he die though? Who fucking Ernest- knows? <laughs> the Ernest Borgnine goat face melt. Yeah, is my favorite because it's so. That's when all the shit is hitting the fan, going crazy, bonker noodles. That's my favorite. Death. It's not even a kill either. No, it's that. Um, nobody actually gets like murdered or killed except for except for the goons who get the, the shot. shot or shot stabbed with a stabbed. pitchfork. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
That's that's those are the only like true like deaths. Everyone else just died. Yeah. yeah. Or favorite kills, I guess. Yeah. Know. Um That's a great point. And the Ernest Borgnine melt, uh I will say the very first one, Steve at the very beginning, caught my attention. Like, oh sure did, yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. He's yeah. melting. Okay. And all right. And everyone but, seems very cool with this. That was weird. But so I I would say I I that's kind of up in the runnings for me because like because it was the first one and it kind of says like oh this is interesting what's gonna happen but you're right this is lost but Borgnine's gotta be the best because even yeah his, his the melting effect in his goat face were the best and not only does he melt then he fucking goes up in a fiery f- geyser of flame ball a of fireball flame, yeah. a fucking fireball that blows up a church so you include that in on his death too I would so I, yeah, yeah we're both gonna say Ernest Borgnine's death is, is our favorite for this one uh so that's quick and simple. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. IMDb gives a 4.8 out of 10. Uh, Ron Tomeo's 20% on the thermometer with a 35% audience score. Huh. Amazon, though, 4.1 out of 5. Wow. Yeah. Um, trivia. Got quite a bit of trivia for yeah. this one. Um, so uh, supposedly, take this for... The shooting of the film was plagued by eerie events and accidents because this Ernest Borgnine vowed never to work on a project with this subject matter ever again. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine revealed at a convention panel in 2010 that the movie was financed with mafia money and that he was never actually paid for his work on the film. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, now, this one is cool. Tell me about this one. You might I don't know if you know about this one or not. Um, originally, they wanted Vincent Price to play Corvus. I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. And Christopher Plummer was originally going to be William Shatner. Interesting. Now, I know, like, Vincent Price did work on the Mr. Fives yes. movies, so that makes sense. Makes but sense. I didn't hear that. Could you imagine? What would you think? You, Ernest Price in this is Corbis? Vincent Price in this is Corbis. That'd be cool. That'd be I fucking see, I cool. like Vincent Price, but I just, I don't know. I, Ernest Borgnine did fine. He crushes it. Yeah, he did. And, like, the problem is Vincent Price to me has that such a, like, I would say high class, you know, like that that voice. It's so it's unique. And he's, I, it he's doesn't a, seem like, I almost think Vince Price is too good for this part. He's a fine wine. He is a fine. Like I don't see him doing like him fitting this part, that role, yes, that character. Yes. Love Vince Price, but I actually think it's probably better with that they didn't they didn't go that route. Yeah, as much as I love Price. Uh, actually, just trying to vote film debut. We already talked about this. Years years later, on an interview with on, with, on, with VH1, John Travolta reminded this film. And he said, oh, that's a terrible movie. He quipped he with a big laugh. And there are so many big stars in it, but it's a terrible movie. <laughs> uh, we talked about Anton LaVey, William Shatner. Uh, had, William Shatner had to leave production for three days in order to attend a Star Trek convention in New York City. Um, in his 2010 book, Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Zomb- Astro Zombies, Australian film reviewer Michael Adams ironically called The Devil's Reign the ultimate cult movie. It's about a cult, has a cult following, was devised with input from a cult leader and saw a future superstar indoctrinated into a cult he helped popularize. Beautiful. Is that not amazing? That is beautiful. That's great. Yeah. Um, This film was included on the film critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. (laughs) Uh, Reportedly, can't prove it, but reportedly it was during the filming of this movie that John Travolta received a copy of Dianetics from an actress in Durango, Mexico, in January of 1975. Oh, no. So this movie was the cause of John DeVos' craziness. planted the seed. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. It is the devil's ring. 
Um, so when Julie Preston has her, uh, hold on. okay, this is kind of a weird one. So when Julie Preston has her flashback of John the Corbett's during what appears the colonial era, we talked about the Puritans and all that. Corbett makes a statement, who amongst the dares cast into the eternity of limbo? In context of the movie's theme, the religious references are routinely peculiar because the settlers are portrayed as Puritans, but in pure tradition, they didn't have limbo is in pure in, in, in Protestant beliefs. No purgatory. No purgatory. Limbo is primarily a Catholic concept, so that doesn't yeah. make sense for them to have that in there. And Don Poe Studios. Oh, okay, we are talking about the Halloween mask. Yeah. The William Shatner mask, which was used for facial prosthetics during the Melting Scenes Company, later used the same mask to create the mass-produced Halloween mask of William Shatner, Star Trek character Kevin Kirk. Um, the same mask was painted white and reused later in horror. Yeah, we all, so we talked yeah, about we covered that. that. We covered that. All right, so that's what I got for this one. There, there's a lot more, especially if you listen to the, the bonus Yes, I, I listened to one of the commentaries, and I do got to t- chime in on just one thing. And sure. they, they, I watched the interview with uh, William Shatner, and I watched the interview with... There's a uh, William Shatner interview on that? There's thing? a William Shatner oh, interview. Oh, I have to watch that one. And it's, it's literally like... Right when he, it's like right when he finished filming it, okay. he's, he's it's basically it's I'm William, Shatner, like William Shatter today reviewing. No, it's William Shatter be... like eating like a styrofoam packaged lunch <laughs> and this weird microphone. And the guy, he's talking about all the other stuff. He's like, I got this is after he did Star Trek. He's like, yeah, they're talking about making a Star Trek movie. I haven't seen it. I might be in teach this, this show called TJ Hooker. Who knows? <laughs> it's like, he's like, I might be this. I might be this. I, I just wrapped on the Devil's Reign. And the guy's like, oh, how's that? He's like, it's crazy. I get overpowered by Satan. Booga, 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 booga. Like, you got to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it. Even though you've just fucking spoiled it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a pretty bad interview, but it's just so funny because William Shatner is just. I missed that one. I watched. Oh, it. I, so I did funny. watch the interview with the actual Satanist on it. Yeah, I watched the I watched. one with the Satanist secretary. But the thing that she talked about Anton Lavey being unsaid. Yeah. William Shatner didn't like Anton Lavey. He's like that guy gives me the fucking creeps. Yeah. I don't like it. Ernest Borgnine was cordial. But he took Antoine LeVay took a very deep liking, according to this to the Satanist director, lady, right? the Satanist lady, yeah. that really took a shining to John Travolta. Really liked John Travolta. Oh, that's really right, was yeah. very interesting. Like, John, John Travolta. Cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's yeah. a cool guy. He really apparently John Travolta and him bonded over of all fucking people, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. And he talked about how John Travolta did a spot-on impersonation of Marilyn Monroe, which Anton LaVey found tantalizingly amazing. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Yeah. That, that, what a weird, weird thing I, to I, talk I, about. The, the, the interview of the two Satanists was a good one. That, yes. was, that was an interesting one to watch. If you guys get the Blu-ray of this... Watch the extras. We, might, we, we have two copies. We might do it in like a Ooh, giveaway. We have yeah, two copies. So yeah. um, Anyway, let's move on. Unfortunately, there's no. I couldn't find the budget for this. I really wanted to, but I couldn't find it. Surprisingly, with all these people, you think it would, but it's... Again, if, if, if what Ernest Borgnine said was true, and it being mafia. filmed, in, again, being filmed in Mexico, yeah. and apparently, from what I understand also, with Anton LaVey being there and all the extras and all the satanic stuff that was going on, a lot of the locals were like... Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. get, get, they, they, like, left the area. Like, l- leave those crazy Satanists alone. Yeah. It really gave them the spooks. Yeah, that, that is true. I did that. So, no budget, but let's. that brings us to this week's uh, five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. All right, so five stars. We have 117 total reviews. Excuse me. 48% are five-star, with only 7% being one-star. That's... Quite the yes. dis- difference. It's a huge disparity. So, 
from Evil Jim writes, Great, all hail Borgnine. From Aeneas, if you're a fan of the left-hand lord, this movie's for you. H.S. Dave, a.k.a. Aeneas. So, hail Satan. If you're a fan of the left-handed lord, you'll love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Hail is. Satan. Dave, a.k.a. Aeneas. <laughs> so, ballsy review, but all right. All right. From Boners with a Z. <laughs> Some of the cheesiest moments ever put on film. I loved it. From Juice. Anything below five stars is pure stupid. From And last one from Thomas Dunham. This movie is so awful, I love it. First of all, Shatner vs. Satan. This is the world really... A, is the world really a better place if either of these guys wins? Question mark. Ernest Borgnine is the devil. Whoa! It's a hoot! <laughs> now, you would think that with a plot like this and this level of tricked out 70s talent, Devil's Reign couldn't miss. It sucks! But it sucks is such a, com- a complete and perfect suck that it actually unsucks. Robert Persig said in the- that sanity is round like the globe. And if your nutty butt keeps going in one direction, you will eventually wind up saying this movie proves that theory. Five stars. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah. And a few one- fun star reviews to close it out from Ronita Edmond. I dislike the devil's reign. One star. Fair enough. Danny Bergloff just writes junk. Let's start. Francis Booth Lynch titled, Finally, a positive spin on the Salem Witch Trials. Movie 8 of 1975 and number 29 overall my journey through films of my lifetime. That's the title of her Jeez, thing. A little wordy. Yeah. So, and this, this is That's, the longest I was about to say, well, with a title like that, <laughs> I guess we got to get some popcorn. So, have you ever thought, what if the victims of the Salem Witch Trials were actually guilty? Yeah, I know. I haven't either. And it's the most meager element of the Devil's Reign, but probably one of the best moments in terms of quality of camp. I'll go ahead and say that this is one you should watch with friends and get a good laugh. Watching this alone was not great. It had its moments. The opening was exciting and funny. Funny? What's? I don't know what the funny was, but okay. Um, after that, it takes a turn for the boring and was never scary. I'll give credit to the fact that it took place in a ghost town that Gave it a Western horror vibe that was unique. The term vessel was used too many times. It was. And I thought this was referring to William Shatner's character, whom oddly acted almost exactly like James T. Kirk. The surprise to me that was that it wasn't actually referring to, to a MacGuffin that housed the souls collected by a devil. While the movie was focused on Shatner's character, it was actually pretty good. But, it, but that was given up for an infomercial on Satanism. There would be a Satanism craze in the 80s that horrified many pains, so I'm sure this would have been perfect in that time, but I'm not sure how it played in the 70s. In the middle of this movie came a look... I'm sorry. In the middle of the movie came a look at the cult's existence during the Salem Witch Trials. I'm thinking that the filmmakers were assuming they had found a universal enemy to couch the, to couch the cult to make them look cool. It really added very little and muddied, muddled the plot. Ultimately, the Devil's Reign was aimless and confusing. Um... I kind of agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, let's go into perhaps our final thoughts, final takes on Devil's Reign. Aaron, take it away. <sighs> it is muddled and confusing. It's very easily one of the most confusing films I think we've seen. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, really. We kind of said it right off the bat. You get dropped off into the basically the middle of the story. Like, we get dropped off in the second act, <laughs> and then it just drags for a long time. And the, the, the great actors, great cast, but they just didn't seem... I mean, 
I gotta say, Shatner did great. Borgnine did great. Tom Skerritt didn't do anything for me. He could have been anybody. And Green Acres could have been anybody. John Travolta, hey, that was his first film. That was just kind of fun. To, yeah, you can't really He didn't yeah. do anything, but it was just kind of fun to be like, hey, John Travolta. But it's basically Shatner and Borgnine. Mm. And they knocked it out of the park. They really did. I thought they did pretty well. But it's so weird, man. It's just so <laughs> confusing. And just... At the end of the day, though, I it's hard to put this movie into words. I think it is. I I, I, I agree with you. I don't know. Go ahead. Keep going. But yeah. It's it's tough. I feel like I'm just rambling. And that's kind of what this movie kind of did. <laughs> yes. It really yeah, did. Uh, yeah. You got it, it's just... We're going to make a Satanist movie. We don't exactly know where we're going, and we're just going to keep... We're going to throw in this Devil's Reign, and we're going to throw in this Melt, and then we're going to throw in this weird ending. They just kind of seem to throw things out randomly. And that last review, the one-star person who talked about following William Shatner, like, that seemed to have, like, a plot point and a goal, and then once he became influenced by Ernest Borgnine, and we got Tom Skerritt now as the lead... Everything just kind of from there fell apart. It was already kind of fucked up and yeah. on wobbly legs there, but then it just all just kind of fell apart. However, I was not bored. <laughs> I never got bored. I was kind of sitting on the edge of my seat going, what the fuck? <laughs> huh? What's it? Why did it explode? <laughs> What's Green Acres doing here? Why is it day? <laughs> And it does have some history in horror movies. I mean, this is where we got the iconic Michael Myers yep. mask. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can't take that away from it. We'll always have that. Just for that, I'm going to say so bad it's good, and you need to watch it. Then that's that's the only reasons really. So it's fucking wackadoodle. <laughs> it's totally weird. You took my word from me, but yeah, I like that word. <laughs> I, I like wackadoodle, <laughs> but. I'm going to have to say so bad it's good because I want people to watch it. I want people to see it. I want people to just get a little taste of that <laughs> weird, shitty time when <laughs> this was considered. A, it, this wasn't even a scary movie. No, it's, it's, just, really it's not. just It's just a weird film, man. It's just a weird film. Um, Yeah, you kind of said almost everything. I, I The, the words escape me. Like, it, this movie's almost beyond it, it, trying to very explain. difficult. Very weird. Um, but I agree with you about everything. Like it, the movie sucks. I mean, it's a yeah. bad, terrible movie. I mean, it bombed. Like I said, I didn't mention this. Uh, I didn't get a chance to mention this when we, in the beginning, but the movie was such a commercial failure that basically Robert Faust, the director was shunned from Hollywood. He never was like meant back to make another horror movie or feature. He went straight to like doing TV, like I said, kids yeah. movie, like, yeah. TV and kids stuff because he couldn't know he would hire me anymore after this movie is such a failure. And again, it, it blows my because the cast is incredible. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, this is such a weird, like, I don't want to say diamond and rough, but like, turd in the haystack. Like, I don't know. Like, like how do you, like, <laughs> turd in the haystack. <laughs> like, I, I, you have like all the great, like, all the elements of like, a great <laughs> cast and like, all this stuff, but then like an established director who did like Down Dr. Five, the Vincent Bright classic yeah. movie. Yeah. And then this shit had like, what happened? What like was it Levey? Like was his was it was it his? Did he have too much control over the Satan stuff that they just like all right we'll, we'll do this this whatever you yeah, said? That's a bold fucking move to actually bring the you know. Contra- I mean, I get why you want controversial, but you know, I get. But yeah. I get that you're saying like in the seventies when like exploitation, like we had the actual Satanist guy. This is the most realistic Satanist experience you're gonna get. And, oh, it's so intense. You know, you're gonna worship Satan. Yeah, but like. Well, yeah, it's a crazy ride. I do think like I was also saying like when Shatner's on screen, like, okay, I get 
Because you, you, he's the first book character you see. You get invested in Shatter, and Shatter's there, and then he yeah, just disappears. He's the hero. But then he disappears for, like, half the movie, yeah. and you start following Tom Skirt around, like, huh? Yeah. Why don't I, I, I go back to Shatner. What's exactly. going on with him? I don't care about Skirt right now. I want Shatner back. Yeah. But, so, but at the same reason, it's a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Agreed. It makes no sense. Agreed. It, it's confusing as fuck. But like you said, I guess it's so bad. It's good because it is so, I'm taking my word back, whack a fucking doodle <laughs> that it needs to be watched. But the problem is it's hard. It's not streaming. I had to buy, like, yes. I had to buy physical copies of this yes. for us. So if you, if you own a copy, great. If you can get, find a copy cheap, or if you really want to add to your collection with something rare and unique, go for it. You can get it on Amazon. So, something weird. But, uh, if you get a chance to watch it, I yeah, watch it for it. it's it's just insane. It's not really it's not scary at all. There is no, but at the same time, horror movies were a little different back then. You know, like this is before the slasher really took off. Yeah. This is before this is where like the same time period as Omen, Rosemary's Baby, Exorcist, where it's like spiritually spooky, it's paranormal stuff. Yeah, or like. Omen is perfect, you know, yeah. that's all about Satan and Satan's child coming back. And same thing with Rosemary's Baby and the Exorcist being possessed. You know, they're all around the same time period, yeah, you know, give or, take, that, give, or take, give or take five or seven years. Yeah. You know, and, but again, just if you just want to watch it for the special effect, which, again, by today's standards seem kind of lame and tame. But if you keep in mind, they're from, not 19, that bad, from 1975, good practical, incredible, good practical, good, effects, incredible yeah. melting effects for, 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 for time. So, so bad it's good for both of us. Uh, check it out if you can. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back in the future with another bad horror movie. So in the meantime, guys, Woo. watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>